in the words of the great DJ Khaled, Dan, another one. You're not allowed to quote him. <laughs> <laughs> right, I had to start this that's off that's with a cheesy quote because I know it triggers you, you and I know else. that you get annoyed and I just had to do it. Annoyed. You can't quote that, dude. Like, no. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the Pixel Dead, everybody. <laughs> I'm Dan and uh, Seabass is here. <laughs> What's up, man? Uh, we are in a uh, rare time where both of us have off from our yes. work. Um, how's the week gone? Uh, oh, yeah, it's been great. <laughs> It's been real great. The first week I've taken off since my son was born over a year ago, and that's when he decides to get an ear infection oh, and then get a cold. And I think he might have either passed off the the scratchiness. So, listener, sorry for the raspy voice today. I think you sound today. fine. Yeah, I think you sound fine, but it still sucks. Yeah, it's like, and it's like, of course, that's like the week. So, like, me and Sam had to cancel the plans we had this week and all this other mm. stuff. So, it's like kind of just been playing nurse and nanny for yeah. for the week. But, uh, yeah, so that's why I shouldn't take time off anymore. Well, at least you're not commuting. I, I think yeah. one of the biggest things I noticed from uh, working remotely since COVID hit is, man, I do not miss commuting. Yeah, see, actually, I never minded the commute for me. Yeah? Like, when I had to go into the city, I, it didn't really bother me at all. Um, I actually kind of preferred it. Uh, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it sucked. I remember plenty of times getting on the train. And, late night. Oh, late night, and then, like, oh, God, long, God help yeah. you if the Rangers got out or if the Yankees got out. Oh, that, those were the worst train rides on Earth. You, uh, I remember trying to time uh, my trains out so I wouldn't have to deal with those drunkards. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can't deal with that. No. Uh, that was always worse. Or it's like you get the heroes. Like you always get some guy who's a jerk, and like you know, there's someone on the car. Yeah, like, like a, a big fight right breaks oh, out always. and has it's, to like. Then the train escalated. stops, and here we go. You don't get home until like an hour extra. Mm-hmm. Than I mean, you we're supposed to. Granted, I probably I'm saying I don't mind the commute, but this was before I had a kid, so now I probably would mind it a lot more than I would have mm-hmm. then. That'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, but uh, yeah, so that's my uh, glorious week. Um, yeah, uh, but I did manage to finally finish Obi-Wan. Interesting. I think yeah. we'll save that for another episode because okay. I want to do a deep dive into Star Wars because I think there's so much we can talk about, especially you know us being big Star Wars mm-hmm. fans. We'll save that, but I'm Perfect. glad you finished it. You gave me a homework assignment last episode, and yes. I, always oh, do my, I always do my homework, Dan. Uh, no, not really. Um, yeah, bullshit. You recommended to me I should watch uh, Love, Death, and Robots. It's on it's Netflix. Love, Sex, and Robots. Love, Sex, and Robots. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Wait, is it Love, well, Sex? Well, hold on now. Oh, wait a minute. We are checking... Uh, I'm sorry. It is love, death, and robots. My apologies. Oh, it feels good. It feels good. Anyway. (laughs) You only get one, so I'll get used to it. Anyway, you recommended I watch that, and one episode in particular. Yeah. So I watched the first five episodes, because if you guys haven't seen it, it's a... I would say it's an anthology. No, it's it's exactly what that is. It's a, it's an anthology show um, that's completely animated, but all forms of animation. You you and yeah, it's like it's and yeah, different type of stuff. And it's all sci-fi. Um, it's like Black Mirror esque, but like they yeah. try to not all of it's not as like in your face or as kind of grungy or as kind of, you no, no, you don't like feel like crap every time you watch an episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, so the third season came out even at the time of this recording probably about a month ago maybe a month and a half ago really? so we're kind of behind on it <sighs> there's so um, much it's a sleeper out. show it's like one of those things on netflix that kind of gets buried that like if you got into it at the beginning the first season then you're gonna yeah follow I, it, I, I don't think it's like something they actively uh even though there's really big names behind it there's like some serious directors david yeah david fincher Tim does Miller, one. like um, um but Deadpool? that's well that's the the netflix motif is that they don't do 
it's very rare for them to actually uh, Netflix that is to do any type of promotion on their products that they're releasing. It's rare when they do. I think yeah. I heard I that think from only the big guns like the, Stranger Things. Well, the Russo brothers they said that when um, Stranger Things was getting released the, the first season, they were Netflix had went to them, and this is what I heard on when they were on an interview with them. They were saying like, listen, don't expect crazy numbers. We, you know, we there's you know you have your release day. You're going to be on the banner for a day or two, and like that's it. Uh, and then it blew up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love Death and Robots is definitely one of those shows that they was kind of like a sleeper hit. The first season came out and like a lot of, you know, the people who are into it's kind of in the, the same uh, realm as like the Animatrix when that had come out um, and things like that. Like an anthology show that's just like heavily with, a, with every every episode is a different director, a different animation style. And yeah. And really so. short, too. Like, the episodes oh, are, they're, like, they're, from yeah, 10 to yeah, 20 minutes long. There's nothing super long. You can yeah. bang out a season pretty quickly. Yeah, pretty much, And yeah. season three, I think, was, like, one of the... It, the 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 seasons get better as they go on. Yeah, uh, I, I, I finished the first five, so don't spoil the next five for me. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> Uh, did you, you can you can laugh, you can cry, you can. So there's two in that show in this season. The first five, okay. Are we can, we can talk about the first five. I gotta remember what the first five were. So I can since I basically watched it. it last night. Mm-hmm. I can. The first one is I think a comedy where these three robots. Yes, basically three robots uh, yeah, enter a post-apocalyptic Earth. Now, did you watch season two or three? One, you didn't, right? I, I you don't have to, but I was just like they. You I, don't I've, to... s- I've seen season one. I'm pretty sure. Because in seen season, season two, two, there is like a a similar setup with three robots that are like following Earth. I don't know. I don't know if it's the same. Are robots. they like trying to spread it out through all the seasons? I it might be. Um, so you said you watched the first five. I right? saw the first five. Yes. Okay, so then you watched. Okay, okay. So you also watched the uh, <laughs> with the honey badger. All right, for the record, there's going to be tons of spoilers because we're going to just go. We're going to go full into it. It's like like an 80s action movie, the CIA bunker. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so essentially I was like, those like, wait, two are my absolute yeah, favorites. That was a really good one. Um, Highly recommend it. Yeah, so that one, it's, I think it's called uh, uh, Team Kill, uh, Kill Team Kill. Mm-hmm. It's the fifth episode in it. And I think it's like a 10-minute thing. And it's literally just someone paying homage to like old Predator and Commando, like the Schwarzenegger movies. Like it's just yeah. those old action movies, yeah. which I I loved. And it's just, it's really funny because it's just the most like adrenaline, like, man, you know, like man-fueled. Like, just like yeah. the most dumbest, yeah. like, like yeah. just every stereotype you can have of like a meathead. Yeah. And um and like an action movie. And the animation styles of all these episodes are, are so unique mm-hmm. and, and so fun to follow that uh it really engages you as you watch it. And then yeah, Night of the Mini Dead is the Is the one which I watched this last night. I wish and, it was longer. But it's like I think if you exclude the intro and outros, it's like five minutes. Exactly. And like what's so funny about this is I watched this uh I started watching this season uh a little after midnight and that I, the last episode I saw happened to be Night of the Mini Living Dead, and probably a bad mistake because I was laughing my ass off watching that. Uh, because <sighs> I don't want to spoil it for people, but imagine I think it's like seven minutes long, right? It's not long at all, but it's of the pretty much every zombie movie of like ever a made. Hyper, very quick, really funny, really funny and energetic zombie world all rolled into seven minutes. That was really fun. I'm glad you recommended it to me. Oh, it's it's amazing because I went to sleep laughing because it's uh, so. I just love. Okay, so everyone has zombie movie fatigue. Especially with The Walking Dead and oh, just all these, like, because it was that, like, branch in the early ago. 2000s where just everything was a zombie. Yeah. And zombies are cool, 
But after a while, you get fatigued with it, right? So if you got to bring like a, especially a comedy to the zombie genre, this I like just it's it's called Night of the Mini Dead because it's like like a CGI claymation kind of miniature style yeah. kind of shoot. But they expedite in five minutes. They expedite pretty much every single zombie movie that's ever been made. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it comes to like how it starts to how it ends. And you like the quote that gets me every time is when like they call the president and he's like, zombies, not in our country. And it's just like it's like full blown Americana. Just like it's like, <laughs> it's like monster start, trucks come out of nowhere. Yeah, like the best. Yeah, they just <laughs> it's absolutely it's like like they show you them and just carpet bombing like Manhattan. And it's just like like downtown, like Brooklyn is like fine. Like they, they, they got it under control. Like it's the dumbest thing. Like like the monks on the mountain and it's like three of them and they could just I know, and then like. like it, they they're fighting off the zombies for like oh yeah they're gonna do it like nope then and then i'm getting crushed and like but. the pope is like the pope mobile with the pope is killing it's like the dumbest thing in five minutes oh but. my god that but you know it's funny it reminded me a little bit of and it came before that but the star wars visions that recently yes, came I out well, that yeah, type yeah. of like where you take an existing genre and you yeah. kind of put your own spin mm-hmm. on it oh the wakowskis did this with the animatrix yeah like exactly they, you know they they did this and then there's an audience for those type Absolutely. of things i really I'm, do i'm because, part of it i, I think mean, even didn't they do one before with blade runner yes yeah i don't know if it was any good but um i watched a few actually actually i did watch that and there was one or two that were not bad actually one was um there was one that was really good. It's called Blackout 2022, and that was directed. Are these the ones they made before the movie came out? Before the uh, uh, 2049 came out, yeah. Yeah. And this was like all the Those lead really up. Good. That was um, a lead up to it. So it's like yeah. kind of like some backstories. And yeah. So Blade Runner Blackout 2022 is part of that set of the like this like anthology like animated vignettes for Blade Runner and but this one is directed was written and directed by Watanabe of Cowboy Bebop yep. and uh, Shem- Sam- Samurai, Samurai Champloo Champ- Champ- yes. fame yes uh, who is uh, a brilliant director and mm-hmm. he did that one and it's like one of the best ones in that set yeah and not all of them were great in that series but that was that was very good so yeah Love, Death and the Robots is a good really recommendation good, Dan quick, you get a pat on the back for the good uh, recommendation damn sure I do. Like that was that's some good shit. You gotta catch my recommendation I gave you last time, the bear. Actually, uh, yeah, even uh Sam, she was like, Do you want to watch that? And I'm like, Well, I've been hearing nothing but positive things from everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm getting no descriptions of what the show is. They're just like, watch it. So that's yeah, usually I, a good sign. Yeah, it's something yeah, because you kind of have to experience it for yourself. I just yeah. recommended to my brother today, actually. Speaking of Netflix, I recently watched The Gray Man, the I new action movie. I just that watched can... it today with uh the kids' nap time. I was able to get two hours oh, and actually watch very it. So cool. I banged that out. So I liked it. I thought, obviously, like, the story was, like, kind of rant, but... Well, I mean, it's kind of... Yeah. I mean, that story's been told. Yeah, but it kind of reminded me of those old-school action movies where you just strap in, get some cool action scenes, charismatic actors. Uh, Ryan Gosling as an action star, you really don't associate in the same uh, realm? Uh, I mean, if you ever saw um, Driver... You mean Drive? Uh, yeah. Drive? yeah. Not Drivers. Drivers the video game. I don't Drive know if, I, the I, don't know if I consider that an action movie. More of a thriller okay. slash whatever. But uh, yeah. Well, you know, this movie you... goes back to what I was saying uh, last time about like there's just no summer blockbuster popcorn movies where you can shut your brain off and watch. Like there's yeah. none of that. This is what this is. That's what this movie's trying to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Exactly. Yeah. Like essentially what that movie is, is it's, I mean, this story has been told a thousand times, but just for the audience, it's essentially first 10 minutes of the movie, you know, super assassin for the government. His mission, he's got to take out a guy. Takes out the guy, finds out there's some shady shit going down. Maybe he's not a bad guy. Yeah, maybe he's not a bad guy. Oh, here we go. We've heard this story a thousand times. And then lo and behold, you know, now he's on the run. 
uh, there's He's a lot of framed. decent. There was a couple of things that I really dug about this movie. The acting, the the cast set is great. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Ryan Gosling. You also have. Uh, I always butcher her name. Are you talking about the lovely Ana de Armas? Yes. Yeah, so you can the way you say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dan. I want you to try right now. Ana. Ana de Armas. No, Ana no. de Armas. Armas. Ana de Armas. Like I, arming yourself, like Armas. Ana de Armas. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. But that's the problem. White Gringo. Holy that's all I can moly. say, buddy. Because she is a goddess oh, no. of the cinema. Yeah, no, she's also an extremely talented actress. Yeah. Um, so she there was movies, great. There are movies that she's been in that she didn't actually know how she did. She wasn't speaking English yet, <laughs> and you couldn't tell. Which is so wild to me because now she's in line to play Marilyn Monroe. Not in line. She is Marilyn Monroe. Well, she, yes, tra- yeah, yeah. The trailer Sorry, like, the, dropped like a poor choice of words. She I is in the new movie Blonde, which I hope, and because this is how it is today. I hope she doesn't get any flack for the fact that, you know, she's not American, so they're not giving the role to an American like Scarlett Johansson who was primed uh, for the role for years Yeah. in this world where everyone picks on everything. See, I, Do you think there's going to be blowback for the fact that, nah. she, you know, she's Cuban and she's playing an American icon? You don't I think mean, so? No, not in this culture. Um, I don't see... Wow. Good good for good for people in that. Uh, I mean, I think it's, she's, you know, because one, she's, you know, you it's, it's, it's kind of hard a, to hate her, too. It's really hard to hate it's also she's like I said because she's a really good actress but um, I don't think where you come from matters anymore or like where you know I hope so where you hail from doesn't matter I mean they're acting for God's sake so it's I mean how many British actors are playing American roles these days yeah but yeah essentially so yeah this this movie is the gray man it's essentially just there's some really cool action scenes in it popcorn um, straight you know, up you cheesy know cheesy dialogue cheesy oh, dialogue absolutely but I like how they lean into it a lot of a li- Th- that's a little the bit. thing I, I kind of join too is like they know what they're doing you know and um, yeah so because I watch it, it, it is it the greatest movie no but it kind of gave me the nostalgic vibes of those old action mm-hmm. movies you and I grew up in where it's just that's like that's exactly what this shut is. off your this brain is, enjoy the ride this is exactly what this movie is I mean listen it's a Netflix movie so there's you know that whole I thing think they're it. churning they're they're kind of churning them out more and more you know because well, I think la- yeah last year uh, Jamie Foxx had that power movie uh, yeah. that I saw that was pretty entertaining well this is like Netflix's business because Netflix business model isn't the same as it once was so when it was a streaming just a straight up streaming host right all they would do is just get licenses for existing shows and dump them on there mm-hmm. and then house of cards came along ha- and then they, the game. they decided to do house of cards and then they just they eventually turned into all right we have we're now produced content we no longer host it and we're going to throw a ton of money and that's why if you ever notice it's a for a long time they were doing tons of documentaries because documentaries are cheap in the yep. scale of heavily produced they still do media. obviously like you could argue that yeah. they really contribute to the true crime docs uh, i think the resurgence of true crime cuz True crime was huge in like right, 05, right, right, but yeah. it's like, but it's definitely a resurgence, a resurgence of it. Like, it. yeah, mm-hmm. um, uh, the resurgence of that. And then you also, they have a ton of um, stand up comedians. They are what Comedy Central and HBO were with stand ups. Yeah. Now, if they're the if main you're players. not on a net, if you don't have a Netflix special, how no many Chappelle way. specials have been on Netflix now? It's oh, they, they just bought, they just they threw him a yeah. ton of money. And like for people like Chappelle and like other, not just Chappelle, but other bigger comedians, they are right, here's some money, do what you want. Because at the end of the day, Netflix needs the content. They don't necessarily, it doesn't matter if it's not good or not. You know, not that they're not good, but it's like, so essentially, worst case scenario, it's more content they can add. All right, it didn't do well. The numbers but, didn't do well, but. But hey, that's another, that's more content into our subscriptions. So it's, you know, it's just a number. So if they say, oh, we have 150,000 hours of comedy specials, 
if I keep throwing money at that, I can keep that number going. And if know? it's controversial, even better, because now people are going to go and, and see the special on Netflix because of all the controversy Absolutely. that, that uh, revolves around it. That helps. But also, do it finds people that, like, I didn't know who um, Ali Wong was until her first special on Netflix. Interesting. She's fucking hysterical. You yeah. know, it's, yeah. you know, it's She's good. And her second special after she had her kid, I watched it the first time and I was like, all right, it's pretty funny. But then I had a kid and I found that a hell of a lot more funnier when I rewatched you it. You related to a lot of what she you was, know. uh, talking about yeah so yeah but with like their action movies now they're pushing to the action movie thing because that's kind of what they're lacking you know it's like yeah and and stylistically like i said a lot of these are reminding me of those movies uh that came out in the 80s and 90s where it's high octane it's it's cheesy dialogue big name actors too oh yeah you could argue um all of them are doing a netflix deal like every because netflix is just throwing money at these these actors to do these movies you know and it's also too for like a director uh, for an actor like a lot of times it's it's like all right the shoot is going to be really short compared to anyone else like i don't have to deal with any of the studio bs so it helps this is why they Netflix is able to get all these like bigger names for these like kind of B tier movies after time is because they're like yeah listen what we're talking about what two weeks of shooting or three or say thirty days of yeah. shooting like on a high end yeah that's a month and all right that's fine I'll be in and out and in like three years it'll get released and that's the end of it you know, yeah the turnaround time for these movies is insane yeah I I think they're following uh, a model that frankly the theater movies have because you know all these movies that are coming out in theaters now superhero movies remakes of and they cost old, hundreds of millions they cost of dollars hundreds of millions That's of really dollars to is, make you know. and uh i don't know this sounds super cheesy but they lack a bit of soul or a bit of magic in well, these it's, movies it's not i mean if you watch um you're absolutely right because if you watch like a lot of the superhero movies all the scenes are very flat formulaic it's like formulaic. the writing's not cringe it's not awkward but it's the same stuff and essentially i mean listen they're plenty of youtubers that dissect these 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 movies to like to no end so we're kind of you know we're not saying anything we're not saying anything different and uh, there's a consensus to that a lot of but the thing is i get it like all right i'm throwing 150 million dollars at a project i better make my money back and then some so i need guarantees yeah you know yeah. Because like the old days, it was, all right, the movie didn't do well, but I'm going to make it back on the VHS and DVD sales. Yeah. yeah. Now that doesn't exist anymore. No. You know, so it's like, all right, cool. I released it. I didn't make too what? much money. I'm not going to make any money throwing this on HBO+. Plus. Yeah, you're right. It's funny. I'm trying to think. So I guess the standard right now is Blu-ray, you would argue? Barely. I don't even think it would. I think it's now it's just goes by resolution. I'm, I'm talking about like discs, like bring home to watch type of discs. I mean, or, if yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to bring home something, it's going to be a Blu-ray. But what's after that? Nothing. I mean, at, at this point now, it's a just, digital it's, file. It's, now, it's, right? it's well, essentially, it's I think people just go by resolution. So it's like because mm-hmm. now it's no longer get that 4K, baby. But even before that, if it's like 1080p, you're fine. Yeah, I, I think it's just we're just it we're at it at the the max resolution now at this point unless we're going into full IMAX systems but people have better home theaters than theater actual theater yeah I mean obviously since COVID hit people haven't been going to the theaters as much but at the same time I mean I'm trying to think I haven't been in the movie theater in long what's the last movie you saw in the movie theaters um hmm shit what was it Come back to me on that one. I wow, what was it? I, I'm it was, trying to think. I'm trying to think as you're thinking. It was, it was something that re- it was actually something recent. Oh, uh, Northman. Sorry, I made a point to see. Oh, great. Theater. Yeah, great I made, movie to watch in the big. Screen. Yeah, I made a point. I mean, I make There's a point certain, to watch all yeah. his movies in the theater. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> After I saw uh, The Witch, I was like, Yeah, this is absolutely what I'm going to be watching. Good, every time. good one to. Is it, was that your first uh, movie since the pandemic? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like in the theater. Yeah. 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 There also hasn't really been anything coming out. That's I was just about to say that. I haven't been super excited. I to didn't see. even see Tenet in the theater. I saw it at home. I saw it at home too. 
Uh, someone's Plex server really helped me out to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Someone's. Yeah, someone's. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of like action movies now. So there's a there's a, that new Brad Pitt movie, Bullet Train. Yeah. That kind of looks fun. I'm not going to say it's a good movie. It looks fun. Well, what gets me, and um, even like um, Sam was telling me, when she sees movies like this, it kind of sparks, ooh, cool. But then the problem is when you have an all-star cast, when you have a heavy cast, a lot of times the movies aren't that good. True. True. How many of those uh, Penny Marshall movies? What is it like New Year's Day or Valentine? Those, those type uh, of movies. I mean, cringe. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. <laughs> Even like like movies like Mur- Murder on the Orient Express. Like it's just a all star cast. I know. And you're just like so cheesy and uh, so it's bad. It's like not great, and you're just like, okay, this yeah. is what we're doing now. Yeah. I'm curious because I mean, Brad Pitt, because you know Brad Pitt, I feel like is one of those actors that is really good at choosing roles, and he has very few misses. I feel like he most of his mm-hmm. movies have been hits. Lately, though, he's been doing a lot of these like these weird, uh, funky action movies. He can, he can now. Like, yeah. Also, like there's uh, Brian Henry is in it from Atlanta. From Atlanta, and he's an amazing actor, and he's just really fun to watch. And then also we have who's also in this, which I didn't realize she's in this until I just pulled up the cast list. Is uh, Karen? Uh, I'm gonna butcher her last name. Fukahara from the boys. From the boys. Ooh. The mute. Yeah. yeah. The mute from the boys. Love her. Awesome. So she's in it. Which and I'm also, like, okay. um, which by the, the guy, way, the most recent season of The Boys was essentially her show. Yeah, she's great. She's the emotional uh, Carrie. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't speak during the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm glad they didn't make her speak too. Yeah. Because that's such an important thing of her character. But yeah, all-star cast. Could it be bad? Absolutely. Could it be fun though? Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be fun. I, I think it's going to be fun. You know, everyone's trying to chase the John Wick train. So everyone's trying to like... Which they came out with a trailer recently. Yeah, the teaser uh, came out. Whatever. Uh, hell yeah. I'm committed to John Wick. I'm so, Okay. The third one. The third one. Par- I, uh, Parabellum? Parabellum. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Uh, no, that's the proper Parabellum. The trailer was great. Okay. So my problem with Parabellum is the ending. The last five minutes of that movie is just bad. Remind me what happened. Uh, the guy that's in charge of the Continental of New York, he just magically turns on John. Ian McShay, the yeah. English guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is his best friend, his BFF for three movies. And then at the last 10 minutes of the movie, betrays him so he, you know, kind of sells out John Wick. Okay, I think I remember this. Which is just, I'm sorry, that is just shitty writing. You've had three movies to show what John Wick is capable of, okay? What he's capable of and what he's willing to do, especially for his friends and people he cares about. And especially what he will do if you betray him. And then at the last second, you kill his dog and he destroys an entire syndicate, essentially. Now, all the New York ones are dead. All right. They they defend. You know, it's the last stand. It's like the last castle. You know, it's all that crap with uh, the third one. And it's cool scenes. And then he betrays him at the end so he can maintain the Continental. Like, dude, you know exactly what's going to happen. Like, you've been actually his biggest cheerleader. So either the fourth movie better be he, oh, he's actually, I just did that just because, you know, to throw them. Like, we're plot really twist. plot twist. We're you know? still together. We're still BFFs. You know, <laughs> it's either going to be that or he's going to kill Winston and it's going to be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. So, yeah. and then it just made no sense. That's my little rant on those action scenes, though. That knife scene is awesome. When, he, like, keep throwing, when he keeps so throwing great. knives at the one guy on the ground. And also when they're underwater and he's shooting bullets at mm-hmm. people I mean when John Wick came out it was basically like no one expected that movie yeah. to be as big as it was and people got hyped even that like yeah. that was people that's were like cool yeah this is what we've been Keanu. missing for like years with Mr. You know? Reeves the great thing about that man is that he has no qualms I mean he's already made his bones you know he's fucking yeah he can do whatever the hell he wants and so he does whatever he wants and then he does like the weirdest movies and then he'll he'll do you know just all this this strange stuff and then boom he gets another trilogy not many actors get multiple action trilogies that they have the star in like try to name another one 
I'm not talking about like the Arnold Schwarzeneggers or the Stallones where they keep making blockbuster action movies, but getting actual trilogies, and they are also the star. Of act, like pure action, right? We're not talking superhero movies. No, no. Cause, you superhero know, those, movies is zone genre. They're out of the equation. Okay. You, know, you uh, just write a check and you got, the, you got one. But. I'm surprised, and I don't think he has. For but. the record, no one thought The Matrix was going to blow up either. Like, until people saw The Dailies. Because like, that's all the repeat. As you hear, it's like, oh, this movie ain't going to... This that, is a really that, confusing story. Yeah, the Matrix change is a game changer oh, yeah. in, in cinema, I would argue. Not just in action movies. Oh, I'm just tra- in storytelling alone. Yeah. I'm trying to think. So one actor I'm surprised hasn't done more trilogies is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He, yeah. I, he actually, I, now I think about it, he hasn't done any trilogy. Do you know? I would love stuff. a sequel to The Rundown. I, a hidden action you know gem. What? Not a bad movie. I, Not I think a bad it's great. Movie. I think it's, it's great. That's when he was still going as The Rock. Yeah, I mean. I'm surprised that hasn't been made into a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Maybe people just forgot about that. Well, he is, they've already made two of The Jungle. The Jungle. Um, Jun- Jumanji. Jumanji. <laughs> The jungle. We uh, are all right, guys. Uh, yes, this is a podcast about cinema and film and all things media, and we don't remember anything. But yes, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of any other major. I mean, you know, he was in what two Fast and the Furious movies. Tom Cruise is still alive and kicking with Mission Impossibles. Yeah, so I think. Okay, so here's my thing with that. Dun, there are dun, two dun, camps. Dun, dun, there dun. are the Fast and the Furious people, and then there are the Mission Impossible people. And you're not in both. You're I, in one or the other. It's like Backstreet Boys and Insync, man. You pick one. And that's it. Absolutely. And I'll tell you right now. I'm the Green Bay Raiders, baby. (laughs) I'm Team Cruz, even though I don't agree with his personal views on things. I mean, I don't care about Scientology. I mean, uh, fine, whatever. I mean, hey, man, he's against psychiatry, and that's my parents' profession, so you can go F yourself. Uh, But but, he knows how to make a good damn movie, okay? I got to tell you, the Mission Impossible still feel fresh and exciting and i heard top gun was actually my brother's been raving about everyone i know has been raving about it i just haven't gotten to watch it yet he's one of those guys that has learned to master his craft which is like the blockbuster movies oh he knows like he knows the formula and to his credit i mean he does a lot of his own stunts he keeps himself in good shape he funds them himself and he funds them himself you know the Mission Impossible movies, I mean, that's him. Just go with it. Like yeah. it's like turn your brain, but it's like the Fast and Furious stuff. Turn your brain off and just watch. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just trying to think of like any other like actor, like Keanu Reeves. If you look at him on my face, should not be an action movie star. No, he should and be he's doing two. Um, he is Neo and he is John Wick. What a what a career he's had. Yeah, because he used to do like um, he started out with like you know the Point Break and Bill and Ted's Bogus, mm-hmm. and uh, then he did a lot of. Um, Romance movies too. Yeah, um, it's the one with the chocolate. That's Johnny Depp. No, no, no. Wait, the one with cho- the no one with worries. no, not chocolate. I'm talking about <laughs> where he's, I was a little uh, too literal. He's actually there. a candy salesman, and he finds a girl. What? On, oh, yeah, dude. Hang on, we'll talk about this in two seconds. Um, let me just pull it up. Um, sorry, guys. Oh, okay. I tr- no, I know it. this movie. Um, ironically, I watched it with my dad. I don't. I don't know. Is this '90s? We're talking '90s. Oh yeah, it's definitely '90s. Chocolate. Hang on. Yeah, no, it's that's a really bad way of saying it. Um, he's a chocolate salesman, I believe, and he. Let me pull up his IMDb. We're on a holding pattern, people. Just hold. It's funny. I don't think even Johnny Depp was a chocolate salesman in chocolate. No, rock, he was. So. A, he was. A, he was the um, gypsy. I don't know if that's the technical word, the 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 word they like oh. to be called, but in the movie. I mean, if you want to quote, um, <laughs> I apologize if it offends. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want in the quote, movie, they do call them. If you gypsies. want to quote like uh, snatch? You know, it's like fuck you, buggies. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Uh, let's He's see. a chocolate salesman. We're not talking about Dracula, too, right? No. He wasn't Dracula. Yes, he was in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. Uh, uh, much Ado About Nothing. No, let me see. Okay, IMDb is no longer the fun website that it used to be because now it just, it's just like the worst. Let's page. go through his like filmography. 
That's what I'm trying to. Find. Well, this is relevant to our topic, folks, because Keanu Reeves is an action star, and we're talking yeah. about action movies. Okay, so he, yeah, Bill and Ted. It's, I, I think it's after Bill and Ted. Like, I don't think it's. He, it was definitely like, '90s, though, right? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Because he was in that movie with Sandra Bullock. It's not. That's not the same one you're thinking of, right? Mm-mm. No, 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 no. This is. A, I think that was like Sweet November. I totally didn't watch that. That's movie. not. Uh, you think that's I not totally Sandra Bullock? That movie. That's not Sandra Bullock. That is. With Sweet November. That's on, not man. her, dude. That's no. That's um. Oh my God. What's her name? Uh, that's um. Holy shit! It's a South African. Um, Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. Oh, I I apologize. You are. I know, right? He was also Johnny Pneumatic, which. Oh, yeah. So which is the one by the lake? Something with the lake. Uh, by the lake. With Sandra Bullock and him. I remember oh, it was a big yeah, thing because like yeah, yeah, they yeah. reunited from Speed and. Oh, sure. That's right. They fucking Speed. I completely forgot about Speed. The Lake House. Yes, thank, yes you. thank you. Thank you. But he also why did... are we talking about Because <laughs> What not? is this chocolate movie? What I, is I'm it? trying to find this <laughs> chocolate movie. But also, listen, man, he was Constantine. You know, he also did Street Kings, which is an underrated movie. Street Kings is an amazing movie. But same and here. Constantine too is an underrated, underrated movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah, Constantine. So I was talking. To, I was watching Constantine not too long ago because mm-hmm. it's always on TV, and if it's on, you got to watch it, right? Absolutely. So I re- if you rewatch Constantine, that is a Superhero movie. It's a comic book movie. Constantine's yes, a comic yes, book hero. Yes. Actually, one of the comics I genuinely like. Um, now, if you watch that movie, it is no, it's refreshing because it's not following the Marvel or DC filming format at all. Weird ass camera angles. The dialogue kind of gives the audience a little bit of credit. It doesn't treat them like try it children or idiots. They're definitely like, all right. We're gonna just gonna hint at things, and you're gonna figure it out. When did that come out? Two thousand eight, two thousand five, two thousand five. I saw that three times in the theater. Look at you, man. Because I like that movie that much. Wow, I've only done two times a movie in a theater. Never three times. Constantine was a really underrated movie. It was a very. I'm good surprised movie. that didn't make sequels. They, he tried. Like recently, he tried to push them. He tried, and they were like, "There's just nothing going with it." That sucks. Um, I would have watched a sequel. I everyone would watch the. I mean, they've done like spinoff. They did like a TV show. They they uh, hired a new actor. Yeah, a British guy. And that was more in line with the comics. The comics. It's also on the CW, right? So you know that that's where I got a rule. Go to... Sorry, guys, I'm not really watching anything on the CW. I think the CW has gone too far. It is uh, all about hiring models to be actors and uh, taking source material and make it ink for uh, teen teen dramas. I mean, listen, you know, they have an audience that they're trying to supply to and. Uh... Okay, there is a movie. Okay, this is the premise. Have we found the chocolate movie? Because it's okay. I gotta stop calling it the chocolate movie because it's really nothing to do with chocolate. What the movie is is about a guy. I think he comes home from war. And it's like the 1940s. It's like 1945. He comes home from the war. He I finds out that his like girlfriend or his fiance was just like thought he was dead or whatever, and like just kind of left him. And he was a like a door to door salesman. He's on a bus. He gets off said bus in the middle of I don't know. He's bumfuck somewhere. I think maybe Mexico. And he finds a girl crying on the side of the road. And it turns out she's pregnant and she's from like a traditional Latin family. And like they have to pretend that they're married because she's pregnant and she can't ha- she can't be pregnant and not be married. And he's a chocolate salesman or something and they use the wrapper for the chocolate as a ring. I shit you not. This is the premise what? of this movie. In God's name are you talking about? I'm looking this up now because God, now. No, this is a movie. I'm telling you. I, I see this. What's the name of it? I don't know. If I knew the damn movie, <laughs> we would have it by now. Do you remember any other actors in it? Oh, my God. No. Um, oh, shit. Um, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. I was a little wrong. In what details? It wasn't, it wasn't Mexico. Uh, it was in 1995, and it was a movie called A Walk in the Clouds. A Walk in the Clouds. Mm-hmm. It's about, Here's the, the synopsis from Wikipedia. 
It is about a young soldier returning home from World War II who's looking to settle down and start a family with the woman he impulsively married just before enlisting. After learning she is not what he imagined her to be, he heads north alone to Sacramento in search of work. <laughs> Along the way, he meets a beautiful young woman who's heading home from college to her family's vineyard to help uh, with the grape harvest. When he learns that she is pregnant and was abandoned by her boyfriend, he offers to stand in as her husband so she can face the old world domineering father. During his stay at the vineyard, they fall in love and face angry rejection from her father together. The film is based on a 1942 Italian film, Four Steps in the Clouds. Ooh, wow. Uh, I've seen this movie with my dad. Really? <laughs> Listen, man, I see some witch. I've seen, yeah, yes, yes, I've seen everything. It's funny because I don't, I have no idea the his co-star in this, Ani Atana Sanchez Quino. Mm-hmm. Listen, bro, if you're having a problem pronouncing it, uh, never, never heard of her. It looks like she has a big body of work too. Uh, wow, uh, quite the movie to remember, Dan. There, uh, get on my level, bro. <laughs> Touche. Uh, wow. So, how did we get into a walk in the clouds? We were thinking of Keanu Reeves movies. Yeah, yes. and I was like, he also did like uh, romance movies, and this was like, this was a, a romance movie he did that nobody really knows about, obviously. But uh, clearly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he is a was it he somehow ever new career she insists he continues to sell so he sells chocolate door to door and because this is what i remember as a kid he takes one of the chocolate wrappers and they and he puts it on her finger to make it look like the engagement ring and that works like that's a thing that works owning the movies baby you know our boy keanu he was also johnny Dramatic, so it's like uh, another action movie which in did the not age well if you were it didn't it didn't it also came out i think around the same time as time cop the jean-claude van damme movie if i'm uh, i'm not prob- mistaken probably i mean uh yeah but yeah, I would I would argue that Keanu is he's one of these actors like you forget he's an action movie star. Yes, and one of the prime in, ones. In today's, yeah, I mean, listen, it's like okay, world. so you know, you got the Matrix, you have Speed, you know, then of course the Bill and Ted stuff, then Point Break, which like really blew up him up, you know, it's you know, and then you have the John Wicks, you know, it's he's been in a ton of stuff, and a lot of them are action movies. Well, he's a vampire; he doesn't age, so I mean, he's going to be making these movies until like you know the Dorian Gray situation wears off, you know. Yeah, but he's like Dorian Gray, but like the nice one like yeah he's the vampire yeah. you do say yeah sure come in hang out the nice yeah. the nice kind yes yeah it's you know it's 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 that whole thing but yeah you're right i don't think there's too many pure action stars these days that are in like these trilogies or these that aren't superheroes yeah not not really nothing that I'm... like you could argue the chris's of hollywood uh chris pratt chris evans chris hemsworth they they're do trying. they do they do action movies but they're never like consistent with them you know yeah most of the time, because yes, it's tied to the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. you know. Because I've definitely seen action movies with Chris Helmsworth. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, there's a really good action series uh, on Amazon with Chris Pratt. Uh, what is it? I'm blanking on the name. Uh, uh, the Terminal List. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I've heard actually heard decent this. things about. I watched it. that uh, that time travel one that he was in. That was really oh uh, something more. The Tomorrow War. The Tomorrow War. Yeah, that movie. Uh, that movie needed to pick a genre and pick a story because there was like Yikes. five different stories going on in that movie, Yikes. and it was. I remember. Is that based on anything? I feel like. No, nah, just shit. It's garbage. <laughs> it's based on shit. It's based on uh, people wanting to make money. Yes. Uh, but also speaking of that, which I just I remembered, um, it's not really exactly a pivot, but since we're talking this movie, the new uh, they announced a villain for um, the new the Batman sequel. It could be Poison Ivy. 
Who do they have? They announced? oh, they announced the girl. Okay, I have. I've you've beaten me to this news, so I'm waiting in anticipation as to who it could be. Is it? I want to guess it. I want to. I'll, I'll, I'll give you two. All right, yeah. You we'll, give me two guesses. I'll give you two guesses. Okay, can I have? Uh, can I ask questions for hints or? Um, uh, sure. Uh, within within reason. Academy Award winning actress. Ooh, uh, I gotta confirm that. Uh, I don't think she is. If not, she's a young actress be. or or kind of. I'm assuming it's young. Is it an actress that I go goo goo gaga for? Probably everyone does. For <laughs> her. Probably. Oh, okay. She's around our age. I'll give her She's that. around our age. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Married to another actor. Oh. I don't know if that helps me or hurts me. I was going to say one name, but I think that eliminates the one I was thinking of. Married to another actor. And actually a pretty well known one. No, I don't think it's her. She's too young. This doesn't count as a guess. Yes, it does. Okay, so then what's the name? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> all right, these are my guesses, but here's what it's not. <laughs> That's shit working in high school for you? It's like, I don't know the answer. Is it, is it, is it this one? Process of elimination, bro. Yeah, okay. Um, married to another actor. That should help me. Natural redhead? I don't think so. Okay. So they announced it. She's a very good actor. She's a very good actor. That was another one I was asked. Is she like good? No, or she no. Just she, like... She's really good. She's She's been in some big stuff. And did you... I'm sorry. Did you already say that she won an Academy Award yet? Um, I don't think she has. I think she has. Um, She's won some heavy duty. Um, hmm. <laughs> no, I don't think she's gotten that, but she's... Married to another actor. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> she American? No. She's not American. Interessante. Interessante. Married to another actor. I'm going to get stumped here because I don't want to take a precious podcast time. You're not going to. Gonna, she doesn't. It, I'm actually surprised she's getting Poison Ivy, but I'm like, I dig it. So you, you would say it's an out of character casting? For I mean, Poison Ivy? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's definitely. I was actually shocked. That so you're saying she hasn't done roles that would lead. Not necessarily. I just was kind of surprised they went this route, but I was like, okay, I dig it. Oh, my God. All right, for the sake of time, I'm going to give up. Who is it? It's Emily Blunt. What? Yeah, when I was like, oh. I dig that a lot. Like I said, right? Not, it doesn't I fit, but you're like, lot. all right, absolutely. Like, she could pull it off. I dig that a lot. I mean, you've seen uh, Edge of Tomorrow, right? The Tom Cruise movie? Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, she's got the acting ch- action I mean, chops she's in Sicario. And Sicario, too, of course. Which has, sorry, I will fight anywhere for this, has one of the best suspense scenes. The highway scene. Look it up on YouTube, yo. I, it's, I, I mean, that's... Cinematography, suspense, That's directing acting, at its peak. That is, directing. That's, that's everything about perfect. that scene it's is... A perfect, it's a perfect sequence. Top 10 should be in top five of people's list. Yeah, I read that this Emily morning. That, yeah, that I'm Emily down for that. Be Good for her. Ivy. Good for her. Yet another one of these Brits taking away roles from our Americans. Sorry, they got it. What do you want to tell you? Like, it's true. I was going to say, stupidly, I was going to say Emma Stone, but she's no longer with Andrew Garfield, and then she's not married to an actor. So, uh, yeah. yeah. She's Emma, married to John Kaczynski. So. The new uh, Dr. Reed of Fantastic Four fame, I think. Yeah. If that movie's, that movie's never getting made, dude. I mean, that franchise is a black hole of suckiness. So, did I tell you I watched the one with uh, Miles Teller in theaters? Ooh. Well, that was a screening. I should say a screening, a All PGA right. screening. So it was. FYI, part- people, he is technically a producer. Uh, you know, I don't want to brag, but. Uh. <laughs> You're going to fucking flex. It's like, PGA screening. So just so for some background, one of us does know what they're talking about. He is in the television production. Scene. I am in the industry, yes. That doesn't mean I know everything. And I, I respect your knowledge of films just Absolutely. as much as, as any. Uh, but. Um, You're better. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah. Um, so just FYI, 
people listening that he actually he I got credential. I got the card too. If you ever see me in person, hey, you got the PGA card? Absolutely, I do. Anyway, yeah, I saw the I saw that Fantastic Four uh, train wreck in theaters. Uh, train wreck, you mean? Train. What did I say? Train whack. Train whack. That's forever what it's going to be called uh, now. Still, still whack, works. People. Still works. Uh, still. I can't talk. I'm <laughs> sure the audience has already picked, picked apart what I've said. Still works. Um, but yeah, I don't think that movie, who knows, in today's climate, people still watching superhero movies. Maybe it becomes a series or something. I don't know. Listen, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I think also too about time we get to this part of the phase of the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know we just shit out Marvel movies all the time, but we talk about them a lot. But essentially, about time we get to the new Fantastic Four, people truly are going to be burned out with Marvel movies. So I think it's screwed again. I hope so because now studios will have to find other stuff to make and hopefully look at scripts that are you know in the ether of uh, just lying there waiting to be made and maybe they'll take risks for once. Well, that's like that's what I was saying was like A24 is the only studio that's really making anything. I fucking love that studio too. They're also making TV shows now. There's a show on HBO called Irma Vep that I yes, that I've I just heard finished. That. That's starring the absolutely lovely Alicia Vikander. But like I said, like A24 has done, you know, they just did everything, every everything, everywhere at once, all at once. They did yeah. Hereditary. They did Midsummer, which Forrest Pug in it is amazing. That's I think Hereditary. Funny enough, Hereditary and Midsummer are same director, same director, yep. and probably the best horror movies I've seen. Hereditary, not gonna lie, that movie fucked me up, bro. It's intense. It's a little intense. Especially that ending. That yeah. we're not we're not gonna spoil that I shit know. for people. I don't care. Sorry, hot mic. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Midsummer, um like not that you don't compare them, they're two very different stories. They're very different stories, yes. But um the studio, same studio. Mm-hmm. Midsummer, I really, really liked because her acting in it is so good because it's she portrays someone who's barely keeping it together. But she does it so in well. In the midst and of a breakup, what makes it uncomfortable is how real Russian. it felt. How yeah, yeah. This is this, no. This is someone who's going through like so the shit. But this is how they're like. Like it's like yeah, they can hold conversations. Like they're not just like crying in the corner for twenty minutes. Like no, she can get on a plane. Like she can go do things. But it's rough. It's tough. You know. And um, so this is that studio A twenty four, and they uh, they just made news because they're bringing our boy Ben and Fraser back. No kidding. He's in the well. Is he? He's the well. Yeah. He's um Darren. I'm. G- I put you to the last names. I'm Aronofsky. Sorry. Aronofsky. His what newest movie is to? the well. Mm-hmm. So okay. So this is really crazy because Brendan Fraser is in hit one of his movies. Okay. Just for background, he did Black Swan. You know, he's a top the two wrestler. Director. He did the wrestler, which I was not a big fan of. But I, I like the wrestler. But you know, he also did Mother, which I loved. Mother was an amazing movie. Mother was. Talk about batshit crazy and fucked you up. Uh, Mother was an. Un- That's one definitely that- where the trailers did not portray that movie properly. And I Great. Loved, I love that they did that. That way. they didn't do that. I mean, it's got a Harris, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in it. And it's, yeah, that's. If you start throwing theology, I mean, I'm all in for it. But yeah, he's doing his newest movie, which comes out this year, is called The Whale. Okay. And the premise of that movie is it's about a 600 pound middle aged man named Charlie, uh, played by our boy Brendan Fraser. That's why he was gaining all that weight for that this role, then. Yeah. Yeah. He plays like a 600 pound man who, like, uh-huh. So he tries to reconnect with his daughter, and they grew apart. Like I got who like, plays the daughter? Do you know? Uh, let's, I don't think they. Well, I'm sure they actually announced it. Let's see. Let's let me see if I can pull up a cast. Um, the years have not been kind to our friend Brendan no. Fraser. They have. Oh, it's um, Sadie Sink. That's the the girl from Stranger Things. Stranger Red Things. Ha- yeah, love her. Oh, yeah. 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 She's amazing. She's playing the daughter. So yeah, essentially, it's about. So yeah, this is the full premise. I'm just gonna read straight from Wiki. Is that a 600 pound man, a 600 pound middle aged man named Charlie, tries to reconnect with his 17 year old daughter? 
order. The two grew apart after Charlie abandoned his family for his gay lover, who later died. Charlie then went on to binge eat out of pain and guilt. There's a sense. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Brendan Fraser's playing Charlie. And my wife had to give me a background because I was like, felt really bad for Brendan Fraser because talk about getting typecast, you know, blew up and then just did a series of just bombs and just some know. rough movies. But I didn't realize he had gotten me too. What? Not uh, that people me too him. He, like a producer sexually assaulted him. It happens to the guys too, yeah. No, it uh, does happen to guys. Terry Crews. Terry Crews was the also big one. Also is a famous story. But what I, was, like, I didn't even know that had happened to him. Crazy. Yeah, and he like spoke out and because of that, like there was backlash. I'm assuming this happened like in the 90s when he was like one of the- um, um, I the think it, it actors probably actually no I think because it like and they, wow. they get fucked him up because I think it like he even contributed to his like um, his like divorce like this is once again coming from the Wikipedia so take it for what it's worth Frazier alleged in 2018 that he was sexually assaulted by Philip Burke the then president of the Hollywood mm. Foreign Press Association holy shit at a luncheon summer in 2003 the assault his subsequent divorce and the death of his mother launched Frazier into a depression that combined with his health issues and backlash within the industry over speaking out against Burke caused his career to wow, decline. Wow, because honestly, you, you say 2003 that happened? That's, That's yeah. a right around the time he stopped making movies. So he was doing... He, he was, was like crash. working every year. Like, like yeah, he, he was in From crash, 91 on, he was doing... Yeah, he, don't forget, he did Crash. That's like, he, you know, Airheads, you know, he's in those type of movies. Bedazzled, Encino oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, so that's like the jump is like he does Blast from the Past, then the same year, these are the three movies he does in one, in 99. Blast from the Past, The Mummy, and Dudley Do-Right. Now, Grant, when you do a movie you don't know if it's gonna hit or not he does three in one year and it turns out that the mummy blows up then the following year he does bedazzled and then he does sinbad then oh the my. in 2001 he does the mummy returns and then yeah then he does like a looney tunes movie but then he does crash so talk about that he does looney tunes back in action and then the following year he does crash <laughs> All in a day's work for an actor. Yeah, then he does uh, the third Mummy movie, and then he does a G.I. Joe movie, which is an uncredited cameo. So then it's just like a lot of those type of movies. Um, yeah. So now he is going to be in a Darren Aronofsky film, The Whale, which I remember, and there's pictures of it. Boy, that's that's rough. Everybody loves a comeback, especially in Hollywood. Because like, I feel like Brendan Fraser had the capacity to be one of those action stars, or like not action, but adventure, think- action adventure stars in the late 90s. Early 2000s, yeah, I mean, as as we were transitioning out of, he um, was doing a lot of these just like the fun, Salones like and... these fun movies. You know, even like the Mummy, it's like an action movie, but it's a fun movie. I love that movie, but it's you know he he was doing a lot of that mm-hmm. and. Georgia's Jungle. Yeah, I think I, I watched too much of Georgia's Jungle. <laughs> I think I, I did watch a couple. I watched that Definitely a few times. Definitely watched that. And then also, um, I'm glad he, I'm, but I'm glad he's uh, he's back in the game. Seems like a nice dude. I don't know the guy, but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it says something to actually speak out to it. So it's like even for a crazy. guy, man, I know, I know, crazy. But also, uh, on a cooler note, this movie I've been waiting for for a long time, the Oppenheimer trailer release dropped today. I have to see that because I cannot discuss it with you unless I have seen it. Yeah. I mean, it's like a teaser trailer, so there's not crazy amount. Oh, this is the show. like 30 second uh, yeah. or minute teaser trailer to yeah. hype up the real yeah, trailer that comes out. But, um, uh, we discussed this last time. I don't want to rehash yeah, it for Yeah, it's our essentially, but, but yeah, essentially it's that. and uh, It looks good. Yeah, they're saying next year. So the movie's coming out next year. So we got a long, I think 723. So we got a while. 723. Yeah. So it's next summer then. 
then. Yep, Oppenheimer. That, that's that's that a cast. cool story. Uh, the cast is ridiculous. Unreal, that cast. Uh, I'm going to pull up the cast list here for everyone, so we are not just talking... Are you kidding me? We have a whole... Uh, yeah, because we totally have interns here that will research. Oh, yeah. No. Um, you got Murphy, you got Robert Downey Jr., you got Florence Pug, you got Emily Blunt, you got Jack Quaid, you got Remy Malik and Matt Damon. Look at that, folks. I mean, it's also Nolan, so Nolan can kind of get whoever he wants. I read a headline, so... Please know that this may not be true, but the actors in that film took pay cuts just because they knew they were going to be in this movie. Probably. I mean... You know, because those actors are commanding... Tw- oh, they're top tier. They're, they're, the 20, getting... 20, 30, 40 million yeah. per picture, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, when you hire a cast like that, you know, the budget's going to go high. Well, I mean, you got Robert Downey Jr., then you got Matt Damon, who's just, you know, fixture now. Florence Pug is just... She just prints money now. And, like, Rami Malek, like, it's... Yeah. Give me, give me, give me these. People. I mean, he obviously, if you didn't watch Mr. Robot, uh, which you should, by the way, great show. Yeah, not uh, as many people watch that show as you would think. Not, no, it, it, you know, I think part of it is because it was on USA. That did not help. That, that did not help it at all. But I maybe found a second life on the stream. I forget which streaming service holds it now. Probably Hulu or something. Yeah. Now, Mr. Robot, coming from someone who's embedded in technology, you said it was one of it's the more accurate, the most accurate, accurate portrayals, uh, of portrayal of hacking and infrastructure breaking, and mm-hmm. they expedite. Like it, they speed it up a lot, but what they're talking about is, yeah, that's how you would do it. It obviously doesn't, it wouldn't happen in five minutes, but yeah, no, that's, yeah, that absolutely could happen. How with some of the, the hacking Such a cool or, show, quote yeah. unquote, or um, the, uh, yeah, the penetration tests that they do and stuff. It's, it's, there's some really cool stuff that they do in that, uh, that show that makes it very accurate. So it's great. Yeah. Like, uh, honestly, the season got a little weak. I'm not going to lie, but every show gets weak at the end. Of the every, every show gets weak at the end, especially when you're trying to make the landing, if you will. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, Raheem Malik just came off being a Bond villain in the latest Bond movie so he's got some cred in the movie sphere not just you know yeah I mean it's sphere. like when you see him and he like, also uh, he won an Oscar hello what am I what am I saying he won I was for, say, uh, some, uh, I mean uh, Freddie Mercury it was Freddie Mercury yeah, uh, uh, but even before that if you watched um, The Pacific because he's in that that was like his big like his big break was uh, HBO's The Pacific really yeah and um Huh. Yeah, he yeah his acting on that is, is ridiculous. It's really good. No, he's great. He just joins another another star among stars. And if Nolan makes a movie, he gets what he wants these days, right? Yeah, and that also gets you kind of nervous too, because I mean that you get this like the Clint Eastwood effect. It's like because now like you know Clint Eastwood is just coming out with bangers one after another, and then now it's like I don't really care. You know, it's you there is a potential to be. I think Scorsese went through a similar thing where he was making hits, and now he just makes the same movie. He's oh, right. he's making he's flattening out. Yeah, yeah. He's like, flattening out. I think we've talked about I, this I, privately, but I will I will say it out here. Martin Scorsese is one of probably, if not the best, one of the best American directors ever. He's, yeah. I mean, really going out on a limb on that one. However, stop making these movies. Like, you're just making the same movie over and over again. Like, you're bringing back the old crew for what? So they look like shit in these movies? Like, no, come on. Like, you know, it's funny. The Irishman I, was painful. Like, yeah. It was painful. Because, like, whatever you think of Shutter Island, he was, it was a different type of movie. I didn't mind Shutter Island. Yeah, um, I liked it too. It was different from what he usually does. Yeah, it was a little different. Um, uh, It's also, you know, when you get, you know, DiCaprio in a movie, you know, even just, you know, people's views of the guy, he's a very good actor. So very it's good not actor. hard to watch him for two hours, you know? Yeah. But yeah, no. So with Shutter Island's really good, but yeah, just, I don't know. The Irishman, it's like, okay, cool. If, no, yeah. You he, just, you, you told, you've told this story multiple times. And mind you, you've told it before and you did it better then. Like, you're not making it any yeah. better. You didn't, like, all right, if yeah. you want to keep telling these these types of stories, cool, do that. But you got to, like, I'm not saying you got to make, like, I mean, listen, Goodfellas is, is in the American lexicon. Like, it's one of, 
uh, no, know, you're it's right. an AFI's list. And then you you follow up with Casino, which is also a very good movie. And then you just keep, but then you keep making these mom movies. You know, yeah. even The Departed. At least that was a different angle and a different yeah. Take no, on the whole undercover thing. modern it's not the Italian mob. It's modern, the Irish mob in Boston. You know, and you're giving the cop perspective on it. I, yeah, I even though it. it was based on a, I want to say Chinese movie, Infernal Affairs. Uh, yes. Um, oh, Chinese uh, or Japanese? I'm sorry. Um, I'm going I'm to totally. Butchering. Yeah, no, it is definitely Infernal. It's not an original movie. He definitely took it from. But it's still it was different. Infernal Affairs. It, it was yeah. Hong as a Hong Kong. Film. Hong Kong. So okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's like all right, cool. You want to do the same subject matter? Go for it. Change it up. You think Nolan might run into this problem soon? Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, not so in a different way because. Nolan's not making the same movie every single time. I mean, and yeah, that's what yeah, I love yeah. about him is that every movie is very different. Yeah. You know, he's doing, it's kind of following the Kubrick thing. Like he's doing, like he did superhero movies, but then he does science fiction and then he does historical and now he does even like deeper science fiction again. And now, you know, it's, he's just kind of all over the place. Yeah. He does Memento. The same guy who does Memento does Interstellar, who also does the Batman trilogy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. And then you know? now he does Dunkirk and he does Oppenheimer. So, you know, it's like now he's starting to kind of do these kind of, you know, and I think Oppenheimer is a really good story to tell. Um, no one really t- talks about it. Like, and I think that's something that needs to be told because it's also more importantly what happened after he developed the bomb is really mm-hmm. important. But yeah, so that's why I get nervous when these directors kind of... They get the free range. Yeah, and then sometimes you have to rein them in. Not all the time. Uh, yeah, because honestly, I if you're going to do something creative, I'd rather you give in their hands and let the studios come in and be like, well, we need... I would trust a creative weird idea over studios let's stick to the formula type right. and suggestion. And I, 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 every time you always hear like the studio got involved and it turned to shit. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But the thing is, you don't hear about when they got involved and they fix something. That is true. And I'm going to say they always do. That is true. But I can't see you hear that all the time like Blade like Ridley Scott movies are infamous for that where it's like he has a movie the studio comes in changes the ending and then he always comes out with a director's cut and that winds up becoming the better movie. But you never hear about the stories about okay they came in I mean front Star Wars prime example of that not exactly the studio got involved but it's people around him like cool let's take this a little yeah, bit let's yeah. mess around and with it. Safe you have gold here but you have and to Lucas's defense and credit, he knew to surround himself with people that could that were passionate about what he was doing. So they right, yeah, kind of good help. advice, basically. Essentially, but yeah, it's like with the Irishman, and everyone was really hyped for that movie, and then it came out, and I know, and and, and it pained. It me. wasn't even the length. I don't even care about the length. It, it was, was just, just a boring, bland movie. You know, it's like you like listen. You've told a variation of the story much better yeah. before. Yeah, and it, give other young Italian actors a job. Like, come on, like really, it's like you got to pull these guys out of retirement. This weird obsession lately about D. Aging actors is yeah, like uh, why not just hire young? Yeah, like you said, I'm fine young. with like a younger version. Like I mean, that's why we always did it. Like you, you bring in someone, a new actor, younger, uh, obviously because they, you know, for whatever reason, and it just works. Yeah, because imagine like making The Godfather Part Two, where you basically de-age Marlon Brando to play Vito Corleone instead of yeah, Robert De Niro. That's, Robert that's De Niro does not get that role. No, like yes. imagine that. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Really like he point, doesn't get yeah. that big break because now we're obsessed with like we just have like. Someone wearing a, I guess they like put that, you know, I don't know the science, like they put those dots around. Yeah, your and face, they, they essentially just. And then yeah, just like a, put the face of a younger uh, Marlon Brando. That, it's also that, like bringing you know? in the dead actors too. It's like, all right, let it go. Like, Yikes, yeah. Like you can write around this. I mean, yeah. Look what they're doing with Black Panther now, where they sadly, you know, are they chat, bringing, like they're going to. They're not going to bring. They, they, he's they, dead. He's yeah, dead I in know, that movie. Yeah. The trailer, the recent trailer. Yeah, I saw the that. trailer. They were saying that it was, um, yeah, the, I saw the trailer. So why couldn't Star Wars do that with Carrie Fisher? Tell me why. I uh, so okay so <laughs> full disclosure 
I'm like considered like a Star Wars super fan. I know, like, so you got to take what what I say about Star Wars with a grain of salt, um, especially about the things I like. I am definitely a prequel apologist. Uh, I def they're not as bad. Save as Save it for says. another episode. We'll get into that. Uh, but. I mean, we can talk about it. It's fine. But you don't. George Lucas, I think, gets a pass on all the CGI garbage that he does mm -hmm. because without that, you don't get the action movies we have today. You do not get the superhero movies we he, get today. He was a transcender for sure because he. How many people Attack went to industrial, is CGI. industrial Light and Magic? How many yes. How many studios went to that to do Almost all their all effects? Of all of them. But it's like, without Attack of the Clones, which is entirely CGI, it looks like garbage. I'm not going to say it looks great, but without that, you don't get any of the movies that are out today. Yeah, because like you need to start somewhere, right? Yeah, and, and then you he refine the it, you refine it. it you like no other it. studios, like, you're not doing the movie like that, but he's like, fuck you, I'm Star Wars. And it, it's so interesting because like, I always go back to Terminator 2 Judgment Day and the the graphics behind uh, the T-1000 or T -1000, whatever. T-1000, yeah. Yeah. And like when he goes from like human to like yeah. oozing through the bars, mm -hmm. that still holds up it as does. like a decent does, yeah. uh, CGI mm -hmm. versus like the crap that's going out there now, you know? Yeah. Well, it also too, it's like there's a reason why that whole movie's blue. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's because of that. You know, it's that's also, that's also really good editing. That's really good, you know, light direction. Like that's that's people knowing what they're doing. I mean, I mean to me. I mean, if you watch Jurassic Park, the first one, the CGI on those dinosaurs still kind of holds up. Absolutely, and they use practical for like the the raptors and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it still holds. It up. just takes a lot of time and a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper. And it's a lot cheaper to go to have digital. Have the studio do it. Yeah. Yeah, sad though. Like I was talking from like without industrial light magic, you don't get Pixar. Yeah. Because they were Pixar, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so and you don't get all the great animated movies that came mm -hmm. out of that studio. No, you're right. But you know, Black Panther. Going back to Black Panther, the director and everyone involved were like, sadly, Chadwick Boseman cannot do this movie. We're just gonna write the story. Yeah, you know, write it without him. Yeah. Write it without him. You know, and not have to go through like this whole, you know, hiring an actor and and you know making yeah. him die in some weird way, like they did with Carrie Fisher in Star Wars. Spoiler alert. Well, yeah. Well, if you don't know, I'm saving you. Uh, the sequel trilogy is uh that's a mess, and I give the directors a little bit of space with that because all the stories you hear, um, yeah, kind of. I mean, granted, it's like heard from someone who's heard from someone who's like a second cousin to like the script intern you know but it sounds very much like none of the director you know uh the two directors got there was no synergy zero there was no synergy roadmap for that yeah. story and you could tell so that's kind of where i kind of give them a break the yeah. directors with it because it's like yeah. all right like yeah. but on the other hand as a pseudo wannabe writer i love the fact that somehow the emperor survived got in in a fucking multi-million dollar movie like the, the, the fact that the, that line the amount of times like, that that gets scene. me through some stuff, man. Every time yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't write for shit. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, well, someone wrote that. That made it into someone a got a check blockbuster, yeah. They so. had to pay for that. Yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I feel like movies can do a better job of just sticking to basics sometimes and not overdoing it. You know what I mean? Whether it's replacing an actor or someone has died or changing it up your style, right? Like, you know, like you said, like the directors, like Scorsese, man, you can do movies. And you, he's proven to do movies movies that are I not gangster always movies respect artists and creators that like, I'm kind of in both worlds like I totally get like if, if like a creator like has something they're comfortable with and that this is what they really want and they want to constantly perfect on that Mm -hmm. I love that. But to me, I also, I'm so burned out with movies now that it's got to be weird. It's got to be new. It's got to be fresh. And I understand that like, that's not the world we live in, but I always appreciate a director that's, all right, cool. I did this. Let's do some weird shit now. Like, all right, cool. We did the weird stuff. Let's do some more you weird stuff. You know what movie recent, that's just, as soon as you're describing that, The Northman. 
That's a prime example. If you ever, and folks, I recommend we, we that gets the Dan and Seabass approval of uh, watching that. That is probably my, my movie of the year. That movie... I, I went into it expecting a certain movie, and I came out. I think I, I even told you, like, Dan, I did not expect so much Norse mythology. Yeah, I remember like, I, I am uh, Robert Eggers, uh, the director of that movie. He's up there with, like, Kubrick for me. Like, I really love the stuff he's doing. You uh, gravitate towards his style, yeah. Absolutely. Because it's, like, give me weird, but it's also his three big movies, The Witch, The Lighthouse, and now The Northman. The Witch, as your armchair historian over here, an amazing goddamn movie. Like, those three movies are really good. Because it's like, all right, I'm going to do a historical fiction horror thriller movie. Cool. Then he does The Lighthouse, which essentially is just Greek mythology modernized. And now he does Northman. And I remember after watching The Lighthouse, and I was like, oh, man, is this guy doing anything else? And then... Like, oh yeah, he's gonna do like a Viking movie, and I'm like, yeah. sign me up. No, like, um, I, I think, I think you're right because as as you and I are avid moviegoers and we watch so many movies over the years, we want something different. We want something that you know is fresh and 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 at the same time also reminiscent of stuff that we've seen before. Like yeah. you, you know, like I said, The Gray Man wasn't a great movie, but it it reminded me of all those '90s action movies I used to watch. Yeah, you know, with my dad or my brother. Or like on TV or in the theaters, you know, because it was just a fun ride, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, because I, no, it is. It's a war. I'm a walking contradiction with it because I say that, and then I'm like, oh shit, more Star Wars. You know, <laughs> it's like you know, like I don't care how. Give me, bad. give me some different, but also give me more, more. Yeah, Star Wars. I'm like the worst because I'm like, you know, well, it's like everyone wants, you know, Empire Strikes Back the tenth time. Like everyone just wants that. Movie, there's that. You know? There's that one thing that you unabashedly defend. You know, like um, I will die on that Star Wars hill, bro. You will, will die on die. that Star Wars hill. I, I know will... more about. Okay, I uncomfortably know more about Star Wars lore than I do about fucking historical figures I had to write a thesis on okay like it's like it's it's uncomfortable it, it is it is yeah that's your thing you know like I for me I will I will protect movies like The Fifth Element I'm right there with you, you know like this is what okay this is what kills me not to keep interrupting he is the only fucking director that's doing science fiction okay so they don't make science fiction anymore. They what don't happened? do space science. Uh, they don't do space operas. Star Wars is the only one or Star Trek. Nobody does new science fiction now, except... They're going to TV shows. They're doing TV shows, and that's what it kills me because they're usually never that great. But I like the race Luke Wolves. Benson has, does the Besson. fifth element. Besson. Our French friend would uh, So this you. is what kills me with him. I love his shit. It's the Michael Jackson thing. Why has he got to be a fucking pedophile? <laughs> He's legit <laughs> a pedophile, right? Like, we can just say it like, come on. Like, amazing yes. director. Like at least you, you know. Also, he, you also look at the professional a little differently than than when you. Yeah, know, you do, like, right? You like you have the professional, then you have. Um, I think that's why they never made a sequel. La Femme Nikita. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, and then also if you even see um his most recent one is essentially La Femme Nikita again. Uh, just a new chick, Anna, which actually not that bad of a movie. Lucy's really good. I mean, I know it's like stupid, like, uh, but it's it's fine. But he he Valiant in the City of a Thousand Planets could have been really good. But his style, I think, is just so attractive to watch. You know, mm-hmm. because he knows what he wants and he has a rhythm to his movies. <laughs> you know, and uh, he also he uh, I didn't realize this. He wrote Taken. Yeah, the franchise is r- mainly because of him because yeah. he greenlit all those. He has yeah. that European. I think he also produced uh, he, the Transporter he's, he's a too. King, he's essentially yeah. He's a king he did the trans over there. Yeah, but it's come on, man. He's pretty much a fucking pedophile. Like it's like there, oh, there's like there's some real rape yeah. allegations against him. Yeah, um, not a great dude. Not a great dude. But it's like the Michael Jackson thing. It's like fuck. You still listen to Michael Jackson's music, don't you? Huh? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I just, uh, yeah, beat but, it comes on. You're like, oh shit, I'm jamming this. Wait a minute. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> sorry, alleged pedophile. All right, sorry. Like full. full the lawyers, man. Our lawyers are gonna kill us. You know. 
it's just that's what kills me with that. Anyway. Yeah, like there are certain movies I will, you know, defend and and you know fight for. Be like, yo, man, these were my jams. Like, it's funny. We have a a friend of ours loves those Stallone movies in the '90s, uh, Demolition yeah. Man and Judge Dredd. And I'm just like, dude, how can you love those? Like, dude, those are the best. And I kind of admire the fact that he loves those movies because, like, it's it's. I mean, it's the people who like Jean Claude Van Damme movies. Like, it's like these are just there's just a section of people who are just like, this is this is what I'm into. This is what I'm watching. I'm like, cool. All right, I go, you go it's, for it. It's funny because I I grew up in that. I grew up with action movies because my dad was just, yeah. is the, and continues to be my poor dad. He still watches like these B movies with like Steven Seagal, who is overweight and should not be in an action movie. He, but because he because he remembers Steven Seagal and like Under Siege and Above the Law, he's like, yeah, he's back to the movie. Which for the record, man, those aren't that great of movies to begin with. Everyone talks about Under Siege is like this great like. Nah, nah is... Seagal's movies are like a bottom tier. They're cringe, for me. bro. Yeah. They're just full cringe. I'm like John Claude Van Damme, Schwarzenegger. My favorite is Jean-Claude the Planet Van Hollywood Damme people. Yeah, is hearing from our mutual friend who's French. Her views on him is awesome because yes. she has because she's like, no, he's an idiot at home. Like no one li- like no one takes him seriously. Everyone <laughs> in America is like, yeah, yeah we're like, this is great. <laughs> it's so funny, yeah, hearing different perspectives of like that one actor when like they're revered in one country and in another they are just like, nah. He's it's like dumb. Christopher Lambert. Yeah, like, like yeah, like, exactly. He's the most campiest actor here, but like we love him. And it's like in oh. France, they're like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, too funny. No, but like, yeah, I grew up with action movies and. And, you know, you get nostalgic and you gravitate towards, like, the actors that are still doing it. Like, Schwarzenegger is still rocking uh, right now with the... Right, man. People will go see his stuff. But I was just thinking the other day, like, who are today's, like, action star, go-to action stars? I mean, you got The Rock as, like, a number The Rock one is right one, there. I would say. I mean, even, like, The Chris's, I would say, The Chris's, you get definitely The Chris's. I mean, even, like, a John Kaczynski, he does some pretty... He's pretty much... He's, he's getting up there. He's getting which up is there. so random, because you look at him in the office, and yeah. he's like... Chris Pine. Chris Pine, Not yes. Chris Pine, um... Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Chris, Chris Pratt is the other, you know, different guy, uh, obviously. Um, but I'm trying to think of, like, I mean, the... I mean, you got Vin Diesel, but all he does is Fast and the Furious movies. I don't. He's not on my list. He's not on mine either. Uh, yeah, he's a one-trick pony. John Cena's trying to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, trying to follow the Rock thing. Have you? Yeah. Did you see that show on HBO, The Peacemaker? No, um, I I kind of like cut off uh, the the Marvel train okay. after the TV show. I actually heard shows, decent so. things from that series, yeah. but I, I really don't have an interest to watch it. But I, I like John Cena. I think he he has his moments. For sure. I have nothing against the guy. I think he's fine. Yeah, but like the top like big like just like who yeah i want to know like who are your go-to actors if you're making like said probably i would put the rock chris helmsworth um honestly that's kind of really isn't right like because like the golden age of like I call them the Planet Hollywood stars of like Bruce yeah, Willis, yeah, Bruce Willis, obviously Steve, uh, Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. uh, Schwarzenegger, you know, uh, Gerard Butler. Okay. He does. Yes. You know, I would, Olympus, I, I would Olympus put him on there. has fallen. Uh, he does something all has fallen. Movies. He did <laughs> Greenland. He does like Greenland, a lot of he yeah. does all those Gerard movies. Gerard Butler, yeah. Okay. And he did 300, which, you know. That's uh, where he started. I mean, that's where that's he blew up. That's you where know? he blew up. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's not really. That's kind of you know. I'm I'm just like because unfortunately there's not a big demand on those like those action movies now, which is why like I, I keep I going back to Gray like Man. The you Twilight know, Twilight ones like you know like Liam Neeson. I would put him in that camp because that's all he kind of does now is like the old angry man who's gonna beat the fuck out of people now. Liam Neesey has to be at least sixty years old. Plus. I think he's probably he's older almost it's hitting been a while seventy. Since but don't forget, he did like Rob Roy. He was doing like you know, come on, and it's it's Qui Gon, bro. <laughs> Liam Neasy. Um, 
Yeah, who? Uh, I mean, sadly, Bruce Willis cannot make movies anymore, and he was churning out a whole bunch of B action movies. But now, but now okay. it makes sense I, why I, he was. I could be very wrong, uh, and if I am, I'm sure I'll be corrected. But those, like, because yeah, he does like five, like ten movies a year, mm-hmm. and I know I, he was getting yeah. sick. So he was and they to... give everyone context. Like Bruce Willis is no longer making movies because he's suffering yeah, from he's, a medical condition. He's sick, and and it sounds like he was probably just banging out these movies quick to kind of exactly. get a cushion for his family, which is awesome. But it also sounds like he's actually not in those movies a lot it's yeah. i haven't watched them i mean he, he but it sounds like they he's were put like, on the banner he's put it was on like, like one producer who's yeah. literally throwing him like a million bucks to do like 10 minutes of work so he's like yeah like yeah who wouldn't take yeah he's he's headlining like, headline it, for it but he's only in the movie for 10 minutes yeah do you know why i know this too is because like i said my dad still watches <laughs> he's watching those these movies, action yeah. movies with bruce willis and like he's in it for like literally 10 15 minutes and he's like it's scattered right it's like he's two minutes in the beginning another five well, because they probably here. shot maybe six hours of B-roll on them. I, I mean, yeah, all right. Here's a million bucks. I For a million dollars, you're getting... I could put your name on the poster. I could put you in the yeah. promo. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to make you do any type of... Uh, this movie's not going to require... You know any type of um, any type of press, and you're only going to be in a couple scenes. You're in and out in a day. Here's a million bucks. Oh, by the way, I got like ten of these. You want to fucking yeah. bang them out? Like, and he's yeah. he's in his sixties too, right? Uh, Bruce. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all in their sixties. And here's the, the thing, man. Thing. Like, this is what kills me. Is this growing up? Bruce Willis was my man. Like, that was my favorite action star. A lot of people's action uh, favorite. You know, he's sixty-seven right now. Oh, that hits you. That's yeah, awesome. It's my dad's age, actually. Um, yeah. There's no really of the, you know, big action stars besides like Dwayne The Rock Johnson and the Chris's. And it doesn't look like there's going to be... Ryan Reynolds, I guess, is kind of I mean, there. He's more of a comedic... Comedic um, type of action star, but still action-y, I would argue. But I, I would also Free Guy like, was Deadpool. Free Guy was funny. Like, that yeah. was just like... He does action stuff now. Yeah, yeah. He kind of... He's also in that camp where he just does what it, what it seems like. He just does what just seems fun to him at this point. Yeah, like he did the... What was it called? The Adam Project uh, yeah. recently. And uh, But now, would you consider like Scarlett Johansson an action movie star? That's a good question because... She did Lucy. She did Lucy. Lucy, because I was gonna say the... I want to I want to separate her from the Marvel movies because so that's yeah, a, that's yeah. our own thing. She did Lucy, and oh, I'm trying to think. She's done other action Those stuff. Are the, you know, it's I would also put Keanu Reeves in that because he's doing modern action movies now. Yeah, I would also like even like Emily Blunt because you know it's is kind of actiony. Yeah, yeah she's doing, she's a go-to yeah. action. I mean, Gal Gadot. She's like oh, it's only the superheroes. Charlotte Charlotte Theron. Yeah, she's done a bunch of action movies. They're actually doing a sequel for um your movie. I call it your movie because you came up with the idea of the movie and they made it uh the old guard yes <laughs> now funny story folks uh dan came up with the idea for the old guard okay, years so. before it came out and then mysteriously they make a movie about it uh plagiarism uh you be the judge okay so you gotta be careful <laughs> comments like that um no all right so background what, what do we talk what are we in 2022 right now so back in like 09 i had come up with a premise that was similar to the old guard <laughs> I want to get that and suit. I never I wrote out some notes on it but I never actually wrote the complete story but a pre- the premise was it would be a group of immortals going throughout history doing some stuff it is very similar to the old guard now I am not angry about it I actually love that that movie exists because it made me feel better by like oh shit I could you one of my ideas yeah, could have made it made. so not saying it would have they did not steal it I'm I know they did not steal it they could not I wrote none of it down but it did generally make me feel better like oh okay like so I was on the right track yeah all right cool yeah and she and she did um that other one where she's in a very max, tight bro. leather mad max obviously for yosa and flux 
she did. Ain't Flux. That's the one I'm thinking of. Those some blonde. Mm-hmm. The the female John Wick mm-hmm. movie. I, I call yep. it. Uh, I guess you know, also Tom Cruise would be an action movie star. Yeah, I mean, Mission Mission yeah. Impossible keeps churning them out. They're still action oh, movies. Oh yeah, Jason Statham. Yes. He's definitely although, an action movie star. That's all. Although his, his and he's cool. Like it just sounds like great. he just has fun. He's great, and he he has a certain action charisma. He's like the he's like the British. Uh, That's why I liked with him in the Rock. It's like yeah, cause exactly. They, they just vibe over. Yeah, other. Donnie Yen is another one. Yeah, yeah. A lot of foreign. Obviously, we could go into a whole thing about you know foreign but I think action movies. Donnie Yen is broken through. I think he's definitely broken in, and I think he's, he's part of the American. So. Like yeah. he's a go-to uh, yeah. for American movies now for sure. Yeah, but you know, I I think the maybe even like. In like a couple years, Dave Bautista. Give him like one or two more action movie star, action movie roles, and yeah, play. yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I know, you know, that's kind of those would be the big like tentpole actors I could think of. Yeah, because you know it's just a different landscape now. Because you know, back in the eighties and nineties, action movies were like well, I think the, the superhero movies basically. Right. There was I, such a big I, I demand for them, and now modern, like the the studios don't know what to do with action movies now. You're right. I think because John Wick comes out and people love it. Why do they love it? Because it feels very real and grounded. And now they've made and then they but it. then it's just not that. Then you mentioned like Blonde is a spinoff. They made tons of spinoffs like that. John Wick like. So there's a lot. So I'm a firm believer like nobody knows how to make to branch off from that. It's like Matrix comes out, then there's a ton of action movies like that. So when these movies come out, that's why you get movies like Gray Man, where it's kind of like, all right, we'll just throw this out there. We'll see if some of this stuff sticks, and then we'll we'll make another action movie based yeah. on that. Yeah. And the Russo brothers, the directors of that movie, you know, had the cred of making the Avengers movies. So like, the studio is going to be like, yeah, you want to do an action movie? Sure. Uh, we'll give yeah. you money for that. Mm-hmm. So they had more credit than say like maybe an, another that didn't have, you know, they weren't sure who if they could trust them with like making a big action movie. So they had some cred to go with that. That's why I think if you see like Amazon and like who. They're all trying to make these action movies, you know, because they know no one can touch the superhero movies, right? Like, yeah. By the way, you know that new Predator movie, Prey, looks sick as shit. It's on Hulu. Yeah, it's a Hulu movie. Yeah. I thought it was going to be on, but it's still going to be on movie theaters, correct? Or, um, or is it just exclusive? I to think Hulu? if it's on Hulu, it's not exclusive. Exclusive. To I think that's the whole thing. With I could have sworn when the tr- first trailer came out, it was only going to be in theaters, and then all of a sudden there was shift to Hulu. Uh, Prey will get released on Hulu and Disney Plus August fifth. So. It's not in theaters. Correct. Yeah, if it's on Disney Plus, it won't be in theaters. Was it originally supposed First to be? First of all, that theaters? blows my mind that Prey is going to be on Disney Plus. You know, you got to get the kids learning about Native Americans, about how to hunt and gather. <laughs> Hey, listen, man. Predator is my favorite, like, alien monster next to, like, Godzilla. If it bleeds, it's Godzilla. Yeah. kill it. I mean, Predator is just a cool ass. It's an alien from a higher species that just their whole society is built on hunting. Like, it's yeah. awesome. So I would take Predator over an alien any day of the week. Yeah, and which is why I'm shocked that wouldn't you want to see that in the movie theater instead of a streaming service? I don't know. I mean, honestly, the way movies are being made now, and I, w- I always loved going to the theater, I just... I know it's just it's the it's quality of life now. It's too convenient. I'm even willing. I'd be even more willing to pay like thirty bucks for a twenty four hour pass to a movie than opposed to going to the theater now. I have a better setup than a, the movie theaters, and I can pause it whenever I want. I have a kid, and I don't have to deal with assholes in the theater. You're right. You're right. The quality of life you said is better. People's systems are better, and it's at your leisure, right? Yeah. You know, you're not you're not having. And I liked the movie theater experience. You go, you get your ticket, you get your snacks, you find your seat, you hang. We out. We grew up with that, man. Like yeah. that's that you know, and like even my and my wife, like like even before lockdown, like that was something we still did. Yeah, like, that was something we loved to do. Like date nights and all that stuff. You know? Yeah, it's not even so much like the date, quote unquote, date night. It was just more just so we both liked to go to the theater. Yeah, it was an experience. Yeah, and now that's kind of gone. 
But also, too, it's changing, but I think it's things that they're not changing for the worse, changing for the better. Yeah, give me something on the streaming service because, listen, man, like to be able to schedule to go to the theater and then it's like, it's also got to deal with the people in the theater and most people do not know movie theater etiquette. There's etiquette and most people don't know it. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. And I think a lot of old school directors will say like I gotta have my movies in theaters like Nolan especially is notorious yeah. for that and he, I understand why he was like I'm not releasing Tenet to streaming and then he finally I think relented because ha- the studio's yeah. like either do it yeah. or Warner Brothers is like or we're gonna probably it's gonna affect your points yeah and don't get me wrong they're not wrong when they say the best way to experience a this movie is in the theater absolutely right I remember when Revenant came out and I saw that in the theater and that's, yeah, I mean, I remember hearing the waterfall behind me. Like it was, yes, that's a movie. You will get a lot more out of it if you see it in the theater, but not everybody has that luxury. And I think it gets a little snobbish. (laughs) And I think sometimes the directors forget like, hey, um, it's actually not cheap to go to the movie theater for some people. Exactly. Exactly. You know, because if I was, me and my wife were going to the theater, you know. All right, we're spending 50 bucks on tickets. All right, cool. Then we're probably going to spend another 50 bucks on snacks and stuff. And that's assuming stuff we don't bring in from outside. And then, you know, what are we going to do? Grab a bite to eat before or after. You know, we're looking at 200 bucks for the night just to go see a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, As opposed to you already have a subscription or you yeah. have to pay a little I'll extra even pay to watch 30 it. 30 bucks at yeah. home. You know, we'll get some junk food. Early and we'll access, just all that it's stuff like, that they're doing now. Which is so bizarre to me that HBO Max, they still have it where, like, they have these new release movies and you they don't charge extra on top of the yeah. subscription. Like Disney Plus does that. Like if you want to well, see like that new movie. Well, Disney can do that. Can they? Well, they do it. <laughs> like they do it because they can. Like it's like you're going to see their movies. Like you want to see their movies. Yeah, because they also have the kids factor too mm-hmm. for a lot of their movies. And okay, I could see that. But yeah, it's it's so bizarre to me that like, you know, it is actually cheaper to watch it via streaming the movies than to mm-hmm. go in the theater. Yeah. It's it's uh, which is sad because I saw like I saw Interstellar in the IMAX theater in the city. Yeah, you know that good one. Mm-hmm. One of the best experiences. Oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I've seen movies in, in IMAX yeah. and I'm like, it blew my goddamn mind. Yeah, it's like I don't um, think I could watch it in a better. Like I'm so happy I saw Northman in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, um, but and I kind of wish I had seen Tenet in the theater. Same. But the thing is with Tenet, I need to see it multiple times. Yeah, so, you're not gonna pay more money to see it again. You know. Yeah. The, the, Even the, though the, I did see Inception twice. Uh, did I see? I think I saw Inception in the theaters. Yeah, I saw that in the theaters. Um, I've seen most of Nolan's movies in the theaters because his movies tend to kind of warrant that, yeah. it. You know. Also. Did I see it? Yeah, I saw. I think I saw Mad Max in the theaters too. Oh, I absolutely saw that in the Fury theater. Road. By the way, the prequel has also got Anna Taylor Joy in it as the Furiosa, which is awesome. She's fantastic, and I'm ex- I'm excited for more movies like that because I thought Mad Max Fury Road was like so intense and in your face act. this is the stuff that we love high yeah. octane also baby also to bring back an old, uh, last episode where I was talking about old school movie trailers like that That the trailers to that movie look, reminded me of like the old 70s trailers yeah and it yeah. was just so good and I mean like, funny, I like how the movie's actually really not about Matt, Max yeah <laughs> no really- exactly and funny enough George Miller the original director still making them. God bless him. He loves his craft, and he's he's got to be pushing eighty he's or an something. Enigma, man. Like the fact that 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 mind can make Fury Road, but then do Babe Big in the City. It's like yeah, like what? Talk about a contrast in. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's like how are you? 
what? Okay, okay, sure, okay. Nah, but I'm excited. I'm excited for the prequel and anything more Mad Max. Although, did you hear that uh, Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron did not get along? On I set? can definitely believe that. Yeah, I could believe that because from what I hear, what it sounds like, like Tom Hardy uh, can be a bit rough. But it sounds like, well, if you guys get along, then he's great. But if you don't get along, you're a jerk. So it's he like he makes you know it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like that's the thing with anybody. It's you know when you hear like these stories about like, oh, this person was a dick. Well, it's like maybe you guys don't like each other. Like, of course you're only going to get the shitty side of someone. You know? Yeah, I mean that happens. With, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of behind the scenes things that happen with actors all the time they just never get talked about i mean listen to want to be an actor and to be good at it you got it there's a little sociopath in there it's got to be yeah a little, bit, a little bit you know you got to be able you know to transform your entire persona to this one particular character on command and the good ones would be a little you know, a little rough and to think at one point i wanted to be one i could have been one too but you know whatever mm, hey <laughs> i don't think you'd want that world <laughs> i wanted to as a kid though uh, I can believe that. You know? Oh, he also did Happy Feet. That's right. George Miller did the Happy Feet movies. Like, really- Again, like, you go from, like, these, like, kids' movies with animals to, like, this intense, yeah, he did like... The- he didn't uh, Australian direct Babe. Wasteland. He, he actually wrote Babe, the first one. Yeah. That'll do, pig. That was a great little That'll movie, do. man. That was a great little kid's Love movie. Those. I can't wait to show my kid that movie. Yeah. But um, going back to action movies, mm-hmm. there's I think there's something, and this is going on not only in just movies, but in TV shows too. Foreign movies have upped their game, and I'd argue they've surpassed American movies in terms of style, in terms of quality. Oh, Absolutely. You know, and they've always had it. You know, they've always had, you know, the stylistic action movies of, you know, the I Jackie mean, you got Chan. the Raid, you got Old Boy, you know, you got all these, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. The Korean movies, the Japanese movies, you know, all those. Um, so all the gung fu, the gun fu movies that were being yeah, made in the early yeah, 80s and yeah. stuff like that. That yeah. stuff is great. It's funny because, like, they they used to well we used to take from them and they used to take from us but now it we're just, just straight up taking from them at this we're point. just straight up taking from them I do like their stuff's coming over here and it's getting like real Netflix noticed. the Netflix library is filled uh, yeah. and obviously my algorithm is such because I do watch a lot of foreign stuff yeah. on Netflix but like yeah they know the market's there because mm-hmm. they have like cool it's people doing they're doing new stuff it's new ideas it's just the cinematography alone is like refreshing yes yeah and they they'll push boundaries too. They'll they'll do they'll do crazy stuff to kill off people early on. You know they'll introduce subjects that not everyone may talk about. And yeah, it's something that I've always been a fan of. Like I remember in college, I used I took a a class called International Films of Struggle. Uh, yeah, take it oh as you will. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And you know that's when you watch the Fellini movies. That's yeah, when you watch, was, you know, yeah, that's exactly. John Luc Godard movies Ooh. and then, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, I was, I watched all that stuff. But you know, I I really hadn't watched foreign films. Mm-hmm. before that and that you know it's like the gateway drug like you once you see one you want to explore other countries yeah. other movies and stuff like that and and same thing too like I really I've always been a fan of like Hong Kong action movies obviously because yeah. I'm a big Jackie Chan fan you know yeah, Chow Yun Fat and yeah, all that stuff. yeah and Chow Yun Fat and you know all that stuff and you know like uh, Hard Boiled Detective I would and- say yeah Hard Boiled <laughs> is gonna come up in five seconds <laughs> you know like however that movie there's some fucked up shit in the- like they, they, that's what I mean man they, they accidentally kill they, quote unquote cops all the time and they're like oh shit they, uh, let's keep going they are willing to push boundaries that most American movies won't really go. impressive uh, one shot uh, one single shot scene in that in uh, Hard Boiled is the hospital elevator scene yeah brilliant and you know I'm a sucker for those one so shots good. man and, uh, and every, everything's choreographed too mm-hmm. so much they, they and this is a problem 
a huge problem with American action movies. The fight photography sucks ass because there's multiple multiple cuts, multiple cuts, Lots multiple of cuts. Cutting, yes, you know, it's like it's of, like that's why John Wick was so popular because it, they don't do that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like and the, the hallway s- scene in the in the the knife hallway scene is, is yeah. just is, is up there yeah. with any of them. Like, and you know, I think if you commit yourself to the fight choreography, that just makes the action cooler and better. But like you said, it takes time. It takes a lot of time, and it's and like you also you can't hurt these actors. You can't like, hurt them, or you like, know, that's the whole thing with um, Daniel Craig after he had done he the James Bond movies, body. and he like publicly said he's like, I'm shot, man. I'm I can't do these movies anymore, and people freaked out. They're like, What do you mean you can't do these movies? You don't appreciate all this other stuff. And he's like, and then he started listing. He's like, Listen, I've broken both my legs, my femurs, my elbows, my yeah. eye. Like he's like, I'm in my 50s i can't keep doing this like and it's like oh yeah like these movies actually really beat them up like yeah like I, even if they got stunt doubles they are getting hurt and i broke an ankle i can only imagine what it's like to break a full leg twice like it's like come on it's crazy i, I think that's part of the reason why hugh jackman hung up wolverine because he like he was saying that workout the, the work the workout his just, body for i also think believe it or not chris Helmsworth's still young so maybe he has another five years if he wants to do the thor movies but i think he's gonna call it quits soon too uh it's, it sounds like that i think like the war on the grave fine is like he's like probably after this round he's done yeah like, after the guardians of the galaxy number three which he's in i think he's gonna be like all right i think i'm done i mean because he destroys i mean credit to him holy shit i mean he does have the superhero body no one's doubting that but that's a lot of work to get that body oh it's a ton of work yeah and like so like you build up your body right you shoot the movie and then you can have free time or whatever but you're gonna get that call again to start working out in like three or four months it's yeah because people like i think like i think the the audiences forget that they these people get older and it's like it's like Hugh Jackman was in like I think Logan was great because it showed it's like listen this is like really yeah. taking a major the one toll. before he got he was in, in better shape in that one than he was in the first the first one. one yeah and it's like whoa like dedication to the craft man uh, I mean listen yeah, yeah but it's there's got to be a limit so I think um, but yeah I definitely like the foreign film the foreign action films are kind of where it's at like that's kind of the only ones that are doing anything new and refreshing yeah and they're series too like. I recommend this to you a while ago, like Money Heist and the one that's from Yeah, Spain. Money Heist blew up with Pandemic because yeah. that had been around oh, for a while it, before there, that. Had there already been a couple seasons before the pandemic hit? And then when people were looking for stuff, Money Heist was really being pumped out. There was a new season coming along yeah. that perfectly fit in. And Well, this yeah. was like in 2010 or like when Netflix really started pushing their streaming service, like when, it, when they did like the jump from DVDs to streaming. And I remember they just started pulling a shit ton from Britain. And yeah. I was like, that's how I started watching Luther before it just album like blew up like yeah. Sherlock and you know Torchwood and all these like you know uh, Broadchurch and like all these like shows and I'm like holy shit this stuff is awesome and then in turn make the next jump to like other foreign like and that's where I think where you uh, a while back recommended Dark Oh yeah, and Dark was awesome, and I remember no one watches Dark. No one watched Dark. You... How many of you people listening right now have watched Dark? I raise raise your hand. Yeah, zero. Yeah, yeah zero. Like you recommended, it, and then someone at my job recommended it, and I was like, they're like, no man, you gotta watch this show. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot, and then I watched the first episode, and I remember I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch this fucking native without subs and i'm gonna try to remember yeah i was dead I'm like hey maybe like maybe i'll just there'll be some grand awakening with and i'll be able to speak german again this is gonna be great and then i'm like oh no this show is too fucking good and too complex for me to try to too figure complex. it out i think i think if the subject matter had been a lot simpler maybe that that experiment would have worked I but i think 
if that show came out now uh-huh. and Stranger Things didn't come out, that would be a bigger show. Because when Dark came out, it was around the same time as Stranger Things, and people took it as yes. the German Stranger Things, yes. which it's not. All because the dude was wearing a raincoat and it matched the raincoat that the Stranger Things yeah. people. And I no. think like with the trailer and like the promos and the, stuff. I think they did that on purpose because they wanted like, oh, if you like Stranger Things, you'll like Dark yeah. kind of thing. Dark is a they're quick two very different is shows. a an ensemble ca- German sh- television show. It's a massive ensemble cast and time travel plays a major factor in the show a couple of time periods yeah uh, that, that are through. going concurrently and everything is connected folks it takes place in this one town and yeah it's all it's I, a wild yeah. show that's the best i can kind of give it without really killing the yeah, show yeah um everything's connected yeah and it's say that. a really fun and uh mysterious of the problem is with that show is that i had to pull up a a roster sheet to figure out who is who from what time yes. period because it's it's a, essentially it's the same like ten characters through different t- time three periods. different time periods yeah and and the relatives get involved too yeah, yeah. and then and it gets then like you gotta really, say okay they're the relative of who but okay. they don't de-age anyone so it's new actors for and you have to figure it out but, yeah um but yeah so that's then that like made the big jump into all right let's watch some foreign stuff like let's yeah. you know let's see yeah. where it's so funny going. because I I remember this is years before Squid Game yeah like I remember I I decided to watch Dark on on like a whim because I was on a plane a six hour flight and I was like ah, let me let me before I was boarding like let me find something to download and watch on the plane I was like okay dark all right it's I've already established like I've watched foreign films I've watched foreign TV I don't mind subtitles I know subtitles are a big thing for people it like, can be for me sometimes yeah but it depends the, on the show yeah at the same time there are certain shows that I cannot watch the dub. Oh, some of it's garbage. Yeah. Like, I cannot watch. Some of it is just really Some of them bad. is actually really passable and like, okay, I can do this. But other times, absolutely There's not. one movie something. I'm specifically waiting for the dub on. Okay. So, dubs. Like I said, we, we, you said. You killed my father. No, you must die. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, it's it's rough. I'm not yeah, saying it, yeah, yeah, but uh, I like when you can get the Chinese original actions. cast to do it so there's an action movie and i think right now it is considered like the biggest action movie in the world and neither of us have talked about it because i haven't seen it yet and i'm i'm gonna wait for the dub now i'm curious it's called rrr rrr you haven't heard of this i am shocked this is one of the most anticipated biggest action movies hasn't come out yet oh it's out it's done it's out but it's what country it's a bollywood well it's not technically bollywood but it's, it's it's a movie from india but you know those like those big bombastic action movies from India? It's that, but it's like three hours. And it's essentially like India's two biggest actors is it did any, this movie. Is it anything like their medieval movies? Well, it's like a it's a historical fiction film. Oh, I see it now. A fictionist story about two legendary revolutionaries. And these are real people. From home. I mean, very like all right, strictly based on a true story. These these are like revolutionaries uh in India, pretty much fought, fighting like British totalitarian rule. I think it takes place in like 20s. Uh, but yeah. this is literally like the biggest action movie in the world right now. Interessante. So you're talking foreign films. This is that movie. Um, <laughs> I'm specifically waiting for the dub because yeah. I have a monkey brain and I'm an idiot. And I think this movie is like three hours long. Um, oh shit! It's one of those epics. I think it's yeah. It's like a th- it's it's a, yeah. It's an idiot movie. They never end. It's like a three hour movie. So I'm like, okay, I gotta wait for this movie to come out. Uh, it's like a major deal. It's also been reviewing super well over there like this is this is the movie so i was like i haven't talked about it yet because i want to watch this but i'm actively waiting for the dub and the actors have dubbed it oh okay so that's where i was going with this is the actors have dubbed this movie so i'm just waiting so like the lip to um i mean the lip flap is gonna be all fucked up but 
but at least the voice atta- is attached to the proper actor. Yeah. By the way, RRR stands for folks rise, roar, revolt. Yep. If that doesn't get you hyped, I don't know. What I mean, about. anyone listening to us probably knows this this movie. This is yeah. this is a big deal. So this is interesting. Um, yeah, I'm down. I'd watch. Yeah, it. this is definitely a movie uh, we're gonna have to watch. And but I'm and, like actively waiting for the dub. I know. But I'm just, <laughs> that's something. I'm no, gonna... like I said, there there are certain movies and TV shows where the dub works. And if I'm gonna have a choice, most of the time I'm gonna go with subtitles because mm. I need to hear the natural language and I don't mind reading. I know some people don't like the reading and that's fine. Mm. It's your preference. Whatever. I'm all for. The more ways you can, the more ways you can actually partake in that said entertainment, the better. The more ways, yeah. It's, it's the equivalent of like it's like with books, like if it's written in Braille, if it's written in a different language, if it's an audio book, it's still the more ways you can consume the media. I'm in the camp of the better. Yeah. So if dub is the way to go, because I I totally get why people don't. You know, it's distracting. They can't keep up. It's hard for them to follow. Because also too, because it's been translated, does not mean it is been regionalized so some of the things they say might not make much sense in the context right totally no you're right because like there's certain themes and certain uh certain Japanese phrases get this hit yeah this certain phrases where jokes like, don't travel they just don't cross borders so. they're like huh okay. when it's commonplace for them you know yeah. in, in, and vice versa you yeah, know totally so, but yeah, I'm always in the camp of uh, the more ways you can actually ingest the other uh, media or use it or play with it is I'm just more, watch it. Yeah, just watch. If you're it. sitting and watching it, you've already done the hard Haven't yeah, so. have an open mind with movies. It may come off as funky, but go with it, man. Now, yeah. granted, that doesn't mean that every foreign film is good. There's no, no, like there's there's some that are just like tough to watch or are just not watchable. But I definitely think that today they are. St- they're innovating. They're being creative with their movies. And the fight choreography is a million times better if you're going to watch an action movie. I mean, the whole way scene from Old Boy is amazing. It's so good. And so good. You know, and um, the raid action scenes are just, just so well choreographed and so badass. Because that's what you want to see in action. You want to see like those badass moments, those iconic moments when someone's punching a guy, but you're following the action. The problem with American movies, like there's so many cuts that you don't yeah. know who's punching who. You know, and Sometimes the cuts work. In certain aspects, like Taken, it works. There's a lot of cuts in Taken, but it's it's done very well. Yeah, and they have to do it because Liam Neeson can't, you he know. Can't <laughs> do it anymore, but, they can't really. But it's like also too, like sometimes it's just you know, like the Taken scene when he goes when he finds the guys that actually physically kidnapped his daughter. You know, not mm-hmm. at the very end, like at the beginning, right? He like it's okay. He makes that famous line, you know, I have a particular set of skills. Blah blah blah. Yeah, we've all heard it. But I think the cooler scene is when he actually gets to their hideout. Oh, and when he he's makes going him read the, the notes, and then it, it, he's like, "I told you I'd find you," and you're like, "Everyone, you know, yeah, everyone who's watched the movie's like, oh shit, it's going down now.' Like it's yeah. like, yeah. So then you can give me a million cuts. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um building up the sequence like to that moment. That's if you can do that, you can get away with like you oh, know, absolutely. if you have a million cuts and you can't follow the action. But yeah, you know, there's tons of um a lot of like medieval movies do it. Yes, uh, because it's so hard. To yeah, do that the, in the thrust. Swing a sword. Yeah. It's like because the thing is, if they're gonna use a rubber sword, once it hits, you you know it's you fake. know it's fake. Yeah, so you kind of have to play uh, with the cuts in that scenario. But yeah, definitely foreign films. I've I've always had an appreciation for. I mean. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is one of my favorite action movies. That I think wasn't my first foreign film, but that was uh, I think my first foreign film was Das Boot. Das Boot, uh, which I is on my top ten list. Yeah. Um, but I think that was the first time I had seen a subtitle movie in the theater. Ah. Because I remember we went to go. It was my friend's birthday. You know, you do the movie 
birthday, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Crash and Tire first come out, we're all like, oh, yeah, we're going to fucking see this movie. It's going to be fucking sick. We didn't realize it was a fucking far and sub movie, right? We're idiots. Like, we're a bunch of 13 year olds. What the hell do we know? <laughs> and we go, we watch it. I remember, like, oh, shit, it's subbed. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't forget, I'm super dyslexic. At this point in my life, I don't know how to read. Oh, shit. So you must have been a nightmare yep. for you. So background quickly. I didn't learn how to read until I was much older, um, which probably makes sense with the lisp uh, and the speech impediment. But yeah, I remember seeing that movie and having no idea what the fuck was going on. Oh, but it feels blew bad, man. My, no, don't. Because it, was, it just blew my fucking mind. Well, yeah, because like the, the action was so you good. You don't need yes. that whole, you yes. know. Yes, the dialogue is really good. The story is a good story. It's a really good uh, fantasy story. But I remember just not knowing. And I but he was thinking, it was my, uh, my best buddy. He wasn't there with us. But then I saw him a little while later. And he had gotten the, like, or I saw him a while later. And he had the VHS. But the VHS had been dubbed. Oh, so you were able to like follow the stories. Hang on. He's talking. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, movie's fucking awesome, right? Because I generally thought it was, right? He's like, yeah, they kept making like, you know, the sword of destiny. I'm like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) You had no idea. I had no idea what it was about. And (laughs) you just saw like some badass green sword. But I'm like playing it off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. I'm like, I just thought it was a cool sword that just didn't break. And then I watched it again. And I'm like, oh, this movie makes a lot more fucking sense now. (laughs) <laughs> that must have sucked. Like you going to the theater and like I didn't. Re- I was used to it. I mean, like that was something. Like that wasn't. You know, the TV movies get that whole ideology wrong. But which I'm not gonna get to here. But that was very much a. Um, it didn't bother me so much because it was such a good movie in general. Yes. Like you don't. And it gave me kind of a uh, an understanding of why American movies do so well outside of the states mm-hmm. because a lot of times that you know it's like yeah, yeah I mean you look at the Philippines and there's like three different sets of subtitles and most of the time they're not even. Really reading it anyway yeah gave me an appreciation it's like oh okay i get it like this is what it's this is why these movies still because it's like you don't like listen the other day do you need to know what's going on in a superhero movie to know what's going on like there's a lot of movies that yeah, if you it, don't really need to know what's going on exactly simple to follow just watch the you can watch predator muted and you'll know what the fuck's going yeah. on so yeah so with although like, you don't get the if it bleeds we can kill it yeah you don't get the quotes schwarzenegger um, man love him yeah i remember that very well just like oh shit it's subbed <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like, all right, it's going to be a long two hours for me. But another thing that made that movie so good and probably helped you as you were obviously didn't know what the hell was going on, the soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Action movies that action movies that well, they got are bangers, usually, man. That they carries the whole thing. banging soundtracks, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess you call Gladiator an action-adventure movie, right? That's um, that's a, a sword and sandals. Sword and like, sandals. Epic. That's an epic. Epic. Yeah. Yeah. In the realm of, like, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, like, that's, that's what that is. Yeah. action-y. Well, it's, but, a full, it's an action movie. Yeah, yeah, full. exactly. One of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Yeah, I believe, yeah that's cool. Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Braveheart has a great soundtrack. No, it's not really an action movie. It's more of a... Don't s- finish that sentence if you want to. La-la-la. Ding. But great soundtrack. Okay. Did I... Did I Hit yeah. a nerve. Just a little bit. Okay. Mel Gibson, there's a shit ton of stuff behind that guy. He does make an entertaining movie. They are some of the most historically inaccurate to the point of insulting. You tell him, Dan. And I'm not even just talking about it because I'm Scottish and like he makes a movie about Scottish people and it's completely fucking wrong. They didn't wear kilts at that time. Uh, Robert the Bruce wasn't that shitty. Like, it, 
you know, it's like William Wallace was not a peasant. He was a knight. <laughs> like he was a noble lord. Like, don't give me this shit. He was part of the Wallace family, which was a prominent clan. Like anyway, but all of his movies are like that too. Even Apocalypto, which is a cool ass movie. Wrong fucking language for the wrong society. Wrong culture, wrong language. That must have triggered you when you saw it. Cause you definitely I watched Apocalypse. Apocalypto's an amazing movie. It's yeah. fucking cool as fuck. Yeah, it's but awesome. it's like, no, this is not also too. He makes the Scottish people look like fucking like mud peasants. And no, that's not how they were. <laughs> like, but it's like all his movies he does that, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... yeah, I don't I don't I don't even want to touch Passion of the Christ, but uh we don't have to go there. I got a cool aesthetic. Okay, so Passion of the Christ comes out. Mm-hmm. I saw that with my school because I went to a Catholic school. You went school. to a Catholic school. So we made a pilgrimage to the movie theater. I went <laughs> so day dumb. of with my brothers and my dad. Okay, so here's the story with it. When did that come up, by the way? 2004? Four? 2004, I think. Or 2005. It was like one of those. Yeah, it was that year. Probably four, yeah. So Passion's coming out, right? Now, listeners, that movie blew up the fucking world. Everyone was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the equivalent of fucking Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and Matrix to behind. Everyone was talking about it. Bands, mega churches were buying out the theaters so everyone could see this movie because it was being directed by Mel Gibson, big historical guy. However, he is going to do a Medician fa- fa- family movie, and I want to fucking see that shit. Anyway, but. Oh, he's, he's directing again? Uh, there's talks that he wants to do it. Uh, but anyway, so he's... All right, so it's like, all right, he's an ultra-Catholic. He's doing this movie. Awesome. Harry Cavill, he gets struck by lightning twice on the set. Like, everyone's like, this is the movie. It's a the movie comes out on a Wednesday, and it's blocked out. You can't get tickets. Yeah. I, I love, too, like, at the time, everyone was, like, relating um, uh, Jim Caviezel to actual Jesus Christ. His yeah. initials are JC. Like, He's 33, dude, and Jesus Christ is This is, is also before, like, internet subculture. <laughs> exactly. So, like, it was, like, a whole theorizing, so this movie's like, coming out. Oh, my God. Now, here's the background with my little family here. My two brothers and my dad are going, right? I remember I worked, and then I got home, and they picked me up, and we went to the movie theater. One of my brothers is, is very religious. My other one is the direct fucking opposite. And my dad grew up Roman Catholic, old school Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. Hates the fucking church. Like, the nuns fucked him up. Like, it was like, he was like that world where that. it was yeah. like, it was the old school where the nuns could like, you know, give you a beating. Give you a nice whooping. They got this crew. And they're all raging alcoholics. All right, just to give you a general idea, right? Fun, not like wife beating alcoholic, just fun alcohol. Yeah, they went to work yeah. every day, but they were just idiots. Functioning, right? yeah. Fun- Very functioning, right? So they picked me up. But also around this time, there were a lot of fucking protests about that movie. Yes, I remember. And all the movie theaters had people protesting outside. Yeah. So here's my drunk ass family. We're going to this movie. They're all hyped. They want to go. They were like, we're ready. You know, they want to get into arguments, you know, Catholicism battles. You know, no it's like, way. They're gonna... They were fucked. They didn't want to hurt anyone. They just wanted to just laugh and yell at people. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're not actually, they're not violent people. I got, I got to stress this. They are not <laughs> violent people. They're just instigators. They like to. They're just drunk and idiots at this point. Poke Mind you, one of them is very sober now. <laughs> okay. So it's like, but. So, and they were all having a good time. They're like, yeah, you know, they were, you know, they're, they're all make cracking jokes in the car. They're all like pumped, like, right? They're all like ready to go. They're also genuinely excited to see this movie, right? So we go. There's no fucking protesters in the movie. So my, uh... my, my crew is all men like, oh, fuck. Whatever. So we go, right? We get in the movie, and there's also the, our, the theater that we were going to had a bar in it. So they go, they get a drink. I'm like fucking 16 at this time. Like, I'm young, right? So me and my brothers, we go into the theater. My dad was hungry, so he wanted to get some food. So I'm like, all right. 
We go into the movie theater. It's fucking packed. We got decent seats. And this movie didn't have trailers. Like, this is this is literally, like, yeah. Mel Gibson funded this himself and was like, no, there's no movie trailers. No, so we Goes sat right in into the, it, yeah. The movie just starts, right? Now, this is a serious movie. I don't care, even if you're not religious. This is, like, you know... It's intense. It's an intense movie, but it's intense. also there's a certain level of respect you have to show when you're watching this movie. Oh, no. I, I think I know where this is going. This in. gets fucking... Oh, uh, no. no. Hang on, hang on. It doesn't get too bad. All right, so there's me and my brothers. Uh-huh. The movie's just started. Jesus is in the fucking garden. Yeah. Steps on the snake. It's happening, right? It's like you see fucking Judas. Like that whole fucking scene with the coin throw. It blew my mind. And I'm like, they got to understand, my family's full of history nerds. All right, we're all history nerds, all right? And we all, even if some of us aren't religious, most of them read the book. Like, yeah, yeah. So my family's opinion, uh, view is, if you want to have an opinion, put the work in, right? So we all know what's up. We all know the story of the passion. We're, good, we're ready to go, right? I got a hardcore atheist, and I got <laughs> Jesus is God next to me, right? <laughs> I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm in this fucking movie. I'm neutral this time. And here comes the six foot four drunken monster, my dad, who's loud and easily angered all the time when he's sober, right? So imagine when he's drunk, right? Sits down, oh, he comes up to us. The movie's just started. Goes, we're going. Now, my brothers are much older than me. Like, they're not like, oh, like we're 10 years old. Like, they're adults. I think my brother was already a dad at this point. He goes, we're fucking going. And none of us move. <laughs> no, we're fucking seeing this movie. This is this is a moment. We're gonna go see this fucking movie. How much minutes of the movie? We're in it like five minutes. Like, oh like literally, like Jesus has just stepped on the fucking snake, right? Yeah, he's already like the temptation part's already started. And he's like, we're fucking going. And we're like, we ain't going anyway, Dad. Sit down, shut up, right? It's like so he sits down and then he just sits there. He's like. Oh, no. I don't even want to see this fucking movie anymore. We're like, what fucking happened? They get them all like riled up, right? Something happened, right? Someone said something. Yeah. He's like, I, I just want to, I don't even want to sit this movie out. And my brother's go, like, one of them goes like, yo, yo, man, you're being a scumbag right now. Like, this is not the time to do this. Like, people are like, we're probably with a church group. Like, you can't. Yeah. That's, that's not okay. Like, this is, you got to shut up. You can't start like getting oh, up this Oh, boy. Off. And he's like, well, I'm just going to fucking go. And he's just like left. Now, we drove him there. So we're like, what the fuck? Where is he going? How's he going to go? He's yeah. shit-faced. Like, where is he going? There's no oh, Uber at this time. Sucks. That doesn't exist. So we're like, all right, fuck it. So we don't move. He left. And we just watched the movie. <laughs> it's like... Wait, now, so wait, where, where did he... This is where I'm going with it. Oh, no. He... Now, mind you, the movie theater from his house, um, not to give us like a location, but it's over about an hour away. Walking distance. No, driving. Oh, shit. Yeah. So he ain't fucking walking home. And my house, which is the closest at that point, is at least an hour if you walked. And it's probably like two hours. Right? It's a 20-minute drive, so you're looking at like a two-hour walk, yeah. right? So he's fucking like, so we watched the whole movie, yeah. right? Watched about my brother, he's fucking crying by the end of this movie. My other brother, who's stoic, is just like doing that man stare. Like, I have emotion, but I cannot show it. <laughs> you know that you know that stare <laughs> that I'm talking about? Where it's yeah, like, you're like you're like, you're looking to your left or your right, it's like, I'm not gonna cry because they the sad scene, every guy's got the sad scene where they just stare. Yeah. That dead stare. And it's like, you know, it's like, yo, bro, you got yeah. feels. You know, the feel, yeah, you know, right? The feels. Man. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch, right? Yeah, I, that's what I said and, when I watched it. Yeah, I was like, whoa. And I'm like, I remember specifically, I'm, I don't know if I can ever watch this movie. And then I watched it again like like 10 years later, and it was like, but I remember just like, that was a fucking moment. Like, holy shit. You know, when Magdalene staring at the fucking screen, and it just pulls out. Like, even if you're not religious, you're like, whoa, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool, so now we gotta go get dad. It's been two and a half hours, and he's not come back. 
So we're like, all right, he's probably at the bar. Like, we're just assuming right. he's at the bar yeah. having a good time. All right. All right. No one's come to, like, hey, uh, we have a str- Like, there's no, like, there's no yeah. cops around. No, like, no one from, like, the movie theater. No one's trying like, to get oh, us the, I believe someone's saying, claiming right. to be your dad. Yeah. And so, and he's not in the fucking uh, theater. He's not at the bar. We're like, oh, fuck. So there's a uh, Chili's out front. Okay. So we go to there. We're like, all right, he probably went there to grab a bite to eat or something, right? He's not there either. And we're like, where the fuck is he? Now, mind you, none of us have cell phones. This is before cell phones. So you couldn't even get in contact. No, we're like, all right. So they drop me off (laughs) and they go home, right? (laughs) He got a cab. So, okay. So what had happened is. Yeah. What triggered him to like be like, fuck going? Okay. So what fucking happened was so stupid. They had a couple drinks. He's there. Now, they were a shit face when they got to... When I mean functional alcoholics, they were walking. They weren't slur, but they're just... He's got a short fuse on a good day. So he had a couple drinks, and he was hungry, because you know when you're drunk, right? So he wants a hot dog from the hot dog guy. Like, so he goes over to this fucking 16-year-old fucking high school kid Aww. who's working at the fucking movie theater, right? Just like, whatever. I'm here for... I'm making minimum wage. Yeah. Here comes this fucking old man who wants a hot dog. And he's like, all right, um, I got to put the hot dogs on. It's going to be like 15 minutes before they're ready, because they just weren't ready. Well, apparently that was not good enough. He starts losing his shit on oh, this poor teenager. No. And like, he's like, what the fuck do you mean I got to wait for a hot dog? This fuck. And it's like any rational human being be like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, I'll wait. wait. Yeah, it sucks, whatever. There's also the bar there. You could chill out. Exactly. I'll hang out. Like, <laughs> oh my So he God. starts yelling at the fucking kid. And the kid is like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. You got to wait. So that's not good enough. So he then that's when he storms into us, into the theater. We're fucking going. And like, none of us move. Now, mind you, we're, all, la- hot dog. we're all laughing at him. We're not like, Oh God, father's upset. We're like, yeah, fuck off. Like, whatever. Yeah, we're watching yeah. this movie. We drove you here, so yeah. like, what are you gonna do, right? And we also bought these tickets. Like, we're we're gonna watch this movie. <laughs> so he fucking goes back. To, he starts yelling at them some more, and then he proceeds to call a taxi to drive him home. And from they, the theater. From the theater. So he just got well, a they taxi. They had like a payphone in the yeah. theater. Yeah, yeah. Oh so he God. had like the he called a, a taxi and like went home. Now that would normally be the end of the story. My dad complained to the corporate office of that movie theater. You're kidding me. Yep. The same night or the uh that I think the next day or something, he he called and he was <laughs> he very persistent <laughs> to shut him up. We got like movie tickets for like a fucking month. No way. They they handed us like a book of like blank movie tickets and like here you go. We'll make it up to you. We're sorry. Like we the kid Wait, you should complain to movie theater. No, he's no, don't torture this. This poor kid is getting know, screamed at by this six foot drunk because no what it was. He was all hyped up. He wanted a he was hoping for like an argument from like a protester. And that didn't and happen. And because he didn't get it, he so he was poor all kid up, and he's like I see now. So he was looking for oh, an argument and then no. he's like this poor kid. And I remember like going to my dad, I'm like, Dad, yo, I probably will like, go to school with this kid. Like when he like alone but yeah he fucking but the cool thing was i got to go to the movies for like a month for free because my brother's like yeah you take them like we don't want them we're done like we're, we're like this is all we're gonna see we're adults like you know they're in their like their late 20s early 30s at yeah. this point yeah <laughs> so I got these free movies because my dad was an asshole and uh, oh <laughs> this God. poor he, kid. He didn't get his protest uh, arguments so over like it on the poor years. Kid. My brothers would talk about this movie about that, like, "Yo, Dad, you want a hot dog? You gotta wait 15 minutes." <laughs> like he was <laughs> just to like trigger him. Yep. <laughs> That's too funny. But, uh, yeah, wow. so uh, yeah, so that was uh, my Passion of the Christ uh, 
moment. I got plenty of those. That's pretty funny. It's weird because I went with my school. (laughs) Yeah, vastly different experience. Yeah, I went with my school and we took a pilgrimage to the local movie theater. My pilgrimage was a bunch of drunken idiots going to the theater. Very, very different experience with that movie. But hey, if Mel Gibson direct, he's a good director. No, no, he's a very, no, he can can tell a story. Very strange and. It's just, it's, and a little racist. A little racist man, but. mm -hmm. Director. (laughs) Very good director. Um, I like that he does, like, his historical, like, he does topics that no one's talking about. Like, to the defense of, like, Braveheart, no one knew who the fuck William Wallace was until right, that movie right. came out. But, you know, and it brings that in a bright, yeah, it's we'll like... Eat that I, shit up. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, you know, it brought light to, like, Robert the Bruce and the struggles of the, the Scottish people of that time. It was really great, but it's, like, super fucking inaccurate. Yeah. Um, the same with, like, Apocalypto and a lot of the other stuff that he does, but, you know... Maybe it seems like he likes the idea He's getting from the story history. out there, at least. Yeah. Like, I'll give him that. At yeah. least he's, like, trying to... Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So um, I don't know. I think that should be a pretty good spot. I think let's wrap it up. That was a lot of fun. Uh, We'll catch you on the next one. Yeah, guys. Thanks for uh, listening, and uh, we'll see you next time for another one.